a few heads. Little extortion. He's trying to pay skate up here. Kick us off. Welcome to Panel Frequency. The... <laughs> Damn it. Take two. Yeah. Uh, do we have to keep this in? Yes. Damn it. Alright. Welcome to Panel Frequency, the podcast with two guys with faces for radio, but voices for podcasts. Faces for for radio? Yep. Think about that for a minute. How? I don't know what to think. Faces for radio. Alright, I'm just gonna... Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, yep, welcome to the second episode of Panel Frequency, where we will be discussing... San Diego Comic Con, which happened uh, last weekend. Yep. Uh, basically, the time we put out the first, our first episode. Yeah. So we could we should just wait a week and then talk rolls now. But hey, we're not really thinking ahead. We're not really planning anything. So yeah. whatever, don't judge us. Um, up front, we got some feedback from last episode. Yep. It was mostly positive. Some yeah. some little things. Yeah. Um, some people were saying about little sound things like fiddling with comics or whatever. Like we we're, we're surrounded by stuff so we can pick up and remember what we're supposed to be talking yeah. about, so the mic is a bit, a bit sensitive, so apologies if you hear any random rustling stuff. Right, so today we just wanted to talk about San Diego Comic Con and what happened at the big con, the big event. This big, big one. Yeah. The big one. Where everyone gets around and talks about comic books and nerd stuff. Yeah. So we're talking about Phase 4 movies, comic books we're excited for, and what we've been reading this week, whatever. Yeah, it's going to be pretty good, so stay tuned. Well, we're not you. the bosses of you. Yeah, um, do what you want. Do what you want. All right. Okay. Um. All right. Let's do this. I'm 100 percent organized. Yeah. Phase four. Uh, they had a big panel at, at Hall H. Hall H. Hall H. H or H. 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 We, we were very fancy. Here. Controversial. Very fancy. Okay. So they Kevin Feige, the man, the myth, legend himself, came out and said, "Hey, you're you're like our movies. Yeah. And now." Now that you guys all just take anything <laughs> that we that we put out, we're gonna go as weird as we possibly can. That's right. So they've announced Eternals. Yep. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I kind of yeah. One Division. Yep. Loki, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. What if Hawkeye, Thor: Love and Thunder, and Blade, as well as a bunch of other stuff. So we're gonna be unpacking all three of these. Oh, and Black Widow as well. Yeah. Um, in the order they were. Alright. Right so we'll talk Eternals first, which is the first thing they kind of went straight into, and they revealed the director was Chloe Zhao, who mm. I am not super aware of. I think I've I think I've heard someone mention yeah. one of her movies once, but from what I've from what I've seen, she's pretty pretty cr- critically acclaimed. Yeah. Let's just have a look look at what she's doing. Yeah, but while I'm doing that, um what do you think of the Eternals? It's like a oh, man. Okay, I'm gonna get a lot of hate for this. Uh-oh. Um, uh-oh. I'm not the biggest Eternals fan. Mm-hmm. Um, All thing is, I don't think you'll get hate for that because I don't think, like, I don't think most people are. Like, Eternal is niche, even by like Guardians of the Galaxy was niche-ish, yeah. but like, there was still like there's still a pretty big core like people who like were fans of the Guardians of the Galaxy pre the movies mm. and like all the Advent Landing stuff or like the old 70s stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. but the Eternals is like they're barely ever used they're, yeah they aren't used that often yeah, yeah like like recommending Eternal stuff like there's only like a couple things you can really say whereas yeah. like Guardians of the Galaxy because like start here and then read all of this stuff whatever but like you yeah, know I love obscure stuff I love 
you know, talking about obscure stuff and all that. But I never got into Eternals. I don't. I've got no idea why. Okay, Chloe it... Sao did the, the Rider. Oh yeah, which apparently is quite good. Yeah. Okay. So. Anyway, sorry, I have to cut you off. Yeah, no, nah, it's fine. Um, I've never been the biggest fan of Eternals. I only really know three of them. Mm-hmm. Like, and that involves Thanos. So you know. Oh yeah, I yeah. think it'll be interesting what they do with Thanos and stuff. Yeah, I'm. I'm reckoning he's gonna be a lot younger. And if, if I have to guess, this one's got probably gonna be a prequel, in my opinion. I don't know. I I think it could be after. You know, for for context, you don't know who the Eternals are. The Eternals are like the experimentations of the Celestials. Basically, all these big space gods who just go around just making all this weird stuff and experimenting yeah. on people like it's nobody's business. No one, no one knows why. <laughs> yeah, do that. So they made like the, these um these two races. There was the Eternals, and then, then there was the Inhumans. No, the Marauders. Is it? I think it is. Oh, I can't remember. Oh no, it was the Cre- It was someone else that did the Inhumans. No, it was the Eternals versus the. Hang on. Yeah, sorry, I was, was just. The, it was the Cree that did the Inhumans, wasn't it? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the Kree experimented on humans, the, and, and humans to, yeah. on humans to create. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. So, I can't remember what the name of the um, Marauders. Not Marauders. What are flipping? Anyway, yep. Yeah. Some weird deformed people. <laughs> Not Whoa! deformed people. I'm gonna cut All that right. out. I. <laughs> um, about deformed people. <laughs> yeah. Um, mutate like they like they like the mute they're mutated. Some things like the, yeah. the, each of the each of the people in this race are all entirely unique and stuff. Like they're they're yeah. their own kind of people. Yeah, all all I can remember was um all all the ones I can remember are probably Thanos, Icarus purely because like he's the most iconic of them all. Yeah, he's on the covers. He's on like yeah. Yeah, I barely know anything about him. I only know who he is pretty much. Mm-hmm. And Star Fox, who. Well, Star Fox yeah. and Thanos are kind of offsprings of the Eternals. Yeah. Like, they're... Not offsprings, they're kind of... They're mutated versions of Eternals that split yeah. off. Yeah. So, like, there was... The, like, the original Eternal... I think, like, his his sons... Like, mm. when he died, his sons split off into two different areas. Mm. The Eternals stayed, stayed on Earth, and then the other... Um, his brother went off and started off on Titan. Mm. So then they gave birth to Eros, who was Star Fox, and Thanos. Yeah. So Thanos has this kind of... Yeah, explicit link to the Eternal, which I'll yeah. be to see if they do anything with. Yeah. Like, maybe they will establish that the people of Titan were actually uh, kind of descendants of yeah. the original Eternals, but who knows? They, they kind of did that thing where, like, um, I don't know if they're, they're probably not going to go down the Deviant Syndrome route, if I had to guess, because, like, in the comics, mm-hmm. like, one of his major motivations to hate everyone was because he was born with this thing called Deviant Syndrome, which man looked like a completely different race. Yeah, yeah. Um, hence what like most Eternals look human he looks really purple and mm-hmm. you know stripy chin. deviants that's what it was they're yeah. called the deviants the weird um people but like yeah okay, sorry yeah but I'll explain this better <laughs> there's the Eternals who are like the kind of the godlike mythological people who are sent to protect Earth and then there are the deviants who are like the, the lesser kind of pe- mutant people that are just living on the ground enslaving humanity or whatever so I feel like they'll, they'll probably be the villains of this movie. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what they're going to do. Apparently it's going to have influences from Neil Gaiman's yeah, run, yeah. which I'll be talking about later. Um, but in that, I think it's kind of primed for for adapting to film because they're all um, not all of them. A bunch of the Eternals have, don't like don't remember that they're Eternals. Yeah. And they're kind of like get, getting their memories back. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of interesting stuff you could do with it on film. But they kind of already did that in Captain Marvel. 
Yeah. So I'll be interested to see what they do with that. In, but in heaps of other action movies. Yeah. Who am I? I yeah. must find out. But I think I think there's an interesting in a lot of interesting stuff you can do with this, especially with the more cosmic route. Like apparently they're going they're just like they're just going full on cosmic stuff with this. Mm. Like they said, um they said it's gonna be like full Jack Kirby, which I'm super excited for. Yeah, that'd be great. So they shared some concept art, mm. they just shared concept art of yeah, some yeah. concept art of Celestials. Which I'm super excited for because you know I'm a big I'm a big cosmic guy, so I'm looking forward to seeing that. I, I wasn't that shocked by like the silly steel's appearance because like you, you saw oh, yeah. him for a little bit in Guardians of the Galaxy. No, yeah, I'm not I'm not surprised at their yeah. at all. But I like how they're kind of slicker and leaner and they're a little bit more individualized, which could, I could they I be like. the next big bad? That's what I'm thinking. The Celestials? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I feel like they're gonna make it out as the deviants being being the bad guys and then they realise that the Celestials are the bad guys or something. No, I mean like for the phase I'm just thinking oh, like, for big phase picture. Phase four, four possibly I'm possibly thinking Celestials. Maybe. Because, like, after Thanos, you're going to need something huge. Yeah. You're going to need something bigger, better, Yeah, scarier. I guess, maybe. I don't know. I don't think they've really planned... I'm... Kevin Feige said that they've planned out the next five years or so, so maybe, but I don't know. I don't know. It'd, it'd be cool. Celestials. Yeah, it'd be cool, because, like, like, Thanos was kind of like this, like, he was, I'm not going to say he's small, but he was like a more up-close personal yep. villain. Mm-hmm. I just want to see, like, what a villain would be like if it was on, like, a much larger scope. Yeah, sure. Because, like, Celestials are, like, almost planet-sized things in some of the incarnations. Yeah, like, yeah, they're, they're real massive. Yeah, I, I, I just want to see, like, how they'll do that and, like, kind of make, maybe do, like, a disaster movie-esque thing. Yeah. I can't believe that came out of my mouth. I hate a lot of disaster movies. <laughs> yeah, but, most um, disaster movies are awful, but... yeah. Marvel to that movie? Sure, why not? Possibly, yeah, yeah. I just want to see a celestial stamp on Seattle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, yep. So then they, they came out and announced all of the um, the cast. Yep. It's a pretty star-studded cast. We've got Richard Madden, Kamal Nanjiani, uh, Lauren Ridloff. I'm going to like butcher most people's names, like pronunciation-wise in this. Mm-hmm. Brian Tari Henry, Salma Hayek, Leah McHugh, Don, Don Lee, and Angelina Jolie. Hmm. Yeah, so there's some some like there's some really big names in that. Like yeah, Angelina Jolie. Angelina is pretty surprised. massive. Yeah, uh, Brian Tory Henry is pretty popular. Yeah. Same with Kamal Nanjiani. Like I think it's yeah, it'll be like they've changed. They've significantly changed them as well. Like Makari and Sprite are both gender swapped. But oh, I yeah. think like it doesn't really. I don't see people getting mad about it because you always get people mad about this stuff and this yeah. Facebook announcement had a lot of a lot of that. But I'm saying like I don't think there's gonna be. It hasn't been that much from this because they're kind of lesser known, lesser loved characters, let's say. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so that's pretty much Eternals. It's I like the, again, like a lot of these have pretty base level just announcements and talk and not a whole lot of details. Like I mean, this probably had some of the most because it's the closest. Like we're getting it November sixth uh, next year, twenty twenty. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's it's pretty pretty up and coming. I think it'll be interesting what to do with this. I think it's going to catch a lot of people off guard. Like a lot of people won't be super interested. And then it'll just come out of nowhere and it'll be yeah. huge. Hit. It's probably like, gonna be like Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, exactly. And it fits as well because they're both mm. kind of cosmic stuff. Yeah. And like, I'm super excited for. It. I just want to see more, more cosmic stuff, man. Yeah. And yeah, I'm interested to see how they adapt the stuff. Mm. Uh, any thought? Any more thoughts? Ah, uh, no, nah. <laughs> I don't know anything about Eternals, dude. Okay. Cool. <laughs> uh, then they, then they talked about Falcon and Winter Soldier, which is gonna be Ooh. awesome next year on Disney Plus, okay. which we won't have here. Um, yeah. Probably not for a while because that's US only. But like they've announced plans to roll it out, so we might have it here by next year. Who knows? If not, VPN maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, either way, um, they brought out Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan, who were yeah. both Falcon and Winter Soldier, obviously. Yeah. And basically talked a bit about that, and yeah. I think it's going to be like 
them kind of bouncing on what to do with the Captain America mantle like who's going to yeah. be taking it what's going to be happening going yeah. forward I, if I had to guess I'm going to if I had to take a stab in the dark mm-hmm. I'd say there's got to be like some conflict like once a soldier might feel a little bit resentful oh, I, that he didn't get I chosen think, I don't think he's resentful at the end of Endgame you can kind of say that he's he's kind of accepted well, you, you don't really see much of him at the end, really. You just kind of no, see him in the background. No, he smiles. He kind of, he kind of he nods. He smiles, but like, like later on, you know, like he might keep thinking about it, like just like thinking. I think it's going to be mostly Sam. I think Sam's going to be the one not feeling like he's ready to kind of be the next Captain America. Mm. And then, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Knowing Bucky's character, he can like kind of go off the handle a little bit. Yeah. So I might. I. But that's one thing. That's his, all his programming's gone. Yeah, but like. I don't know, like, he might still have, like, a little bit of regret for everything he's done, because he oh, yeah. probably remembers everything. Yeah, and which is why I don't think they made him Captain America, because yeah. this Bucky has killed a lot of people, including yeah. Iron Man's parents, so making him the next Captain America is a little bit... Yeah. <laughs> a little bit off. Didn't Captain America kill a few people, though? Yeah. I mean, Captain America killed a lot of people, but none of them were really innocent. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So I don't want to kill any Nazis, continues to kill Nazis for two hours. Oh, man. <laughs> I like to think whenever someone says, oh, wow, all these superheroes, they don't kill, that's so cool how they can Well, I mean, them. that's more of a, like, some of the characters don't kill. Like, yeah. like Spider-Man doesn't kill. I mean, he killed it anymore, kind of. <laughs> Like, like most 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 characters in Marvel movies, they don't kill their they don't kill their arch nemesis. They just let them die yeah. pretty much. I don't, yeah, kind of Batman like, Begin style. Like oh, oh well, oh, Ant Man kind of straight up killed Yellow Jacket. Oh, a lot of them straight up kill them. Yeah, yeah, but like a lot of the time it's just like letting them die. You know, like yeah, yeah. it's like the villain's mistake. Yeah. Like Ant Man straight up goes into the suit and then he rips up the, the oh, circuitry yeah, and straight up, like shrinks him to death yeah, it's, probably, it's probably the most brutal death yeah, it was pretty, like, you see his arm explode yeah it's you pretty... see his arm break well everyone's arm explodes in phase 2 yeah I know but like this one was brutal like you see I swear you can see his arm bend the wrong way yeah yeah I know it's, it's oh, very off-putting dang it's yeah. messed up speaking of villains though we're getting the return of a villain Dan, Daniel Brühl as uh, Baron Zemo yeah. We've got to look over his um, purple mask. Purple, purple Bella Clark. Yeah, I know. It looks pretty good. It's a bit, I mean, it's, it's it was a, kind of in shadow. We couldn't yeah. quite see it in detail, but... I, I still like to... Right? Yeah, yeah. I still hold on to the belief that it's just an XXL beanie with holes cut in it. <laughs> That's... Do you think that goes in the little crown and, like, the, all oh, the I, weird I, I, poofy... I think like... it's a little crown, yeah. Little poofy, little poofy shoulder things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, villains love their little poofy shoulder things, honestly. Everyone loves poofy shoulder things. Everyone does, okay? Yeah. Hashtag give yourself a poofy shoulder thing. <laughs> It doesn't sound like a good thing. Nah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's exciting because he. I think he's one of my. Fa- oh no, he's. A, he, I think he's an underrated villain in the MCU. Mm. Like a, a lot of people talk about good villains in the MCU, they don't really talk about Zemo. But I think like he was super cool because like he could, like he, he's a, a big departure from the comics. Yeah, yeah. But like he knew like he couldn't take the Avengers by himself. So he was like, okay, I'll just get them to fight each other. That works out yeah, pretty yeah. well. And he won. Like he's one of the yeah. few villains who actually. Like accomplish his goal. Yeah, but like, didn't he? He got arrested by Black Panther at the end. Eh? Yeah, yeah. So wait, was he taken to Wakanda or taken? No, he to was like taken Calcare? to the to the facility where um, Bucky and everyone. Oh was yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I wonder how he's gonna break out of there. Get it because it's poetic. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh it? wow. The irony. Well, I just say I just lock him up in Wakanda. <laughs> you can't escape Wakanda. It's a country. <laughs> um, plus, Black Panther can smell when you leave, which is terrifying once you really think about it. Can he? Yeah, he's got like some. Yeah, but can he smell when Zemo leaves? Oh, no, that would be cool. I'm just. I'm My just... Zemo senses tingling. Yeah. <laughs> Zemo, are you out of your cage? Maybe. Get back in there, young man. <laughs> uh, yeah, Falcon West Dodger. Yeah. I don't know. I think this is. 
this is the most straightforward one, I think. Yeah. It's just like, we kind of know what to expect. Well, kind of not really. I don't know. Mm. I think it's going to be a mini-series. I think all this, TV, this TV stuff is going to be all mini-series stuff. Yeah. Like, Cause it's, it's I, not going to be like Daredevil and stuff where like, they do a season yeah. and another season and another season. I mean, it'll I, be like small, all sort of contained stories. I, I think what they're going to do, this is what I think they might do. Mm-hmm. I reckon they're going to start off as a mini-series just as like a little trial. Yep. As a little trial. And I think they might add in seasons depending on like how the audience rece- receives and how well Disney Plus does. Yeah, and, I think so as well. Yeah, oh, it's, it's Disney be, Plus is going to make a lot of money. Yeah, this is, this is a very... Temper- <laughs> they don't need to worry about that. Yeah, I know, but like this is a very like temperamental stage, you know? Like, yeah. Depending on no, yeah, how yeah, it's going. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I so. think... Yeah, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. And I, I like how all these TV shows are kind of being more directly linked to the MCU. Mm. And how it's kind of... Uh, debatable whether the old TV shows like the Netflix stuff are even MCU at all. I reckon they should keep them MCU. Makes the world seem bigger, honestly. I mean, we'll get to that later oh, on, man. but um, yeah. So you know, yep. Yeah, uh, no, cool. Then we got um, Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Hold up a sec, I gotta hold this. Oh, yeah. In my hands. Go board a Shang Chi comic. Yeah, hundredth anniversary issue. Wow. Hands of Shang Chi. What year was this? This is um. Yeah, it was a we year. Definitely it was a this. year. <laughs> it was a year. Fully prepared like, for us. I'd say eighties. No, no. Sometime. <laughs> yeah. So this is pretty much just our first. I think. I don't think it was announced. I think this was just rumored up until this point. But mm. we have we talked about this last episode. Yeah, I wasn't really surprised that no, it was coming out. I wasn't either. But I'm really excited for all the oh, stuff yeah. I talked about. It. Yeah, this is probably like one of the most movies that I'm the most hyped for because like yeah. once you, once you think about it, like Shang Chi is. He doesn't have any powers. He's a martial artist. That that's yeah. already gives him like a new edge, mm-hmm. a new edge to it. Well, I mean, there are a lot of martial arts. Yeah, I know, but like purely martial yeah, arts, yeah, yeah. and like that that gives him like the special edge, and you can do a lot more with the choreography. Mm-hmm. With I don't know maybe the villain, like the villain might not even have superpowers or anything. It might be a lot more of a grounded story. Yeah. Um, they've cast him well. Who who was the guy that they cast? Simu, Simu Liu. Simu Liu. Yeah. Yeah. He he looks really close to the comic counterpart he does yeah and I think and I, I like and I've seen videos of him on like YouTube like doing actual kind of martial arts stuff so mm-hmm. like because he's, he's, he's been he's an actor and like a stunt performer yeah 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 so he like he knows his stuff and I think he's a really good choice for this and like they, they only cast him a few days before mm. like they were like they put out like something like oh we need like someone to um, like auditioning they had auditions mm. and then they just called up like okay we, you can be Shang-Chi we need to be at Comic Con in a couple of days <laughs> so like he got cast and a few days later he's like at Comic Con with like Benedict Cumberbatch and Chris Hemsworth and all these fans and stuff it's pretty great yeah, yeah. Um, speaking with the, him being a stunt performer as well I think that that will be very central to this movie because mm-hmm. here's the thing when you watch a good martial arts movie yes. a lot of the time the actual they, they, martial they know artists this stuff. do the stunts themselves yeah. I like, think that's one of the problems with Iron Fist. Yeah. Like, they got to play Iron Fist, Finn Jones didn't know martial arts, and they mm. didn't give him the time to learn martial arts. So it kind of looked off just all the time, and then yeah, it was choreographed it, really it's well. It looked so... Like, it, when you watch the martial arts movie, you think things are going to be quick, like fists are flying, blocking. With Iron Fist, it kind of had that, mm-hmm. but it looked a lot less polished. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I got, a, I got a call back to a, another great martial arts actor, um, who's a, honestly a massive... Who I think has had a massive impact on the film industry as a whole. I gotta talk about Jackie Chan with this. Yep. Because, like, when you see a decent, like, Jackie Chan movie, mm-hmm. everything looks really real. Okay. Like, when, when someone falls, it looks like they're getting hurt. When someone gets punched or, like, flipped around, it actually looks like these people are fighting. It looks concrete and yep. slick. 
But like, no, yeah, he's he's really great at making like kind of mixing comedy and action together. Oh yeah, and making like the pain actually look like act like they're actually oh, getting yeah. hurt. Yeah, he he had a recent movie recently, and um, he had a recent movie recently. Didn't recently, he? yeah, recently, recently, he recently there was a recent, did a recent movie that recently movie, had yeah. some recentness in it. Yeah, <laughs> he did he did a movie, and a lot of people were expecting, oh, he's a lot older. Mm-hmm. Um, he's it's not going to be that great. I can't remember what it was called, but um, a lot of people loved it because like it was a lot more of a gritty take. And even though it was a bit older, they kind of toned down the stunts a bit, but it kind of made sense because it was definitely more of a street-level movie, mm-hmm. which was really great. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think Jackie Chan is, yeah, I think, he, like, he's, he's one of the most talented people, like, who's working in, like, in oh, film yeah. industry at all. He's, he's, uh, he's got, like, the world record for the most, like, credits of a movie. Does he actually? Like, like, directing, stunt performer. Dang, yeah, okay. Lead, leading man. films, writer of 15. Yeah. Produced 44. Yeah, he's insane. 195. Dang, yeah, okay. Mm. Yeah, I don't know what to talk about Jackie Chan, but yeah. No, I get what you're saying. They should kind of go for that at just full-on martial arts stuff. Yeah. Which I think they're going to do, especially with the kind of, the, the, the crew they've got. Yeah. Like, they've got, um, they've got an uh, Asian director in Destin Daniel Creighton, who mm. I think is the first Asian director in the MCU. Yep. Which is, which is pretty cool. And we've got, um, the villain in Tony Leung as Tony Leung? I don't know. As the Mandarin. We're getting the real Mandarin people. Yeah. It's a big so, deal. Uh, did Iron Man 3? And yeah. they had Mandarin. No one liked it. Yeah. I mean, some people like it, but do you like it? Uh, I didn't like it that much. I don't like it. I, I was no one likes so it. excited for like this big fight. Like Mandarin was kind of this really cool character in my eyes that kind of mixed martial arts of this really high-tech stuff. Yep. And I thought that was going to be really cool at the end. Like this, basically this old... This old guy fighting Iron Man with nothing but martial arts and some like extra technology boosting him. Yeah. I thought, wow, this is gonna be so cool. And then, yeah, and then uh, just, just an actor, and then we had um, Aldrich Killian as the Mandarin. We got it. We got a drugged up dude. <laughs> Fire Man. I loved the build up though. The build up was really cool. Yeah, I think Ben Ben Kingsley could like was really great and all the stuff oh, I did with him for that. Yeah. But yeah. But then there was a bunch of backlash to that, obviously. So they did uh, one of the one shots, which I should bring back. Um, with, I think it was Hail to the King or something mm. um, but it was basically Travis Lattery who played the Mandarin in yeah. prison and then he gets encountered by someone threatening him saying like the real Mandarin's real upset with you because you stole his name yeah so and then like that was like 2013 like it was ages ago yeah so like and I remember thinking like oh that's really cool we're going to get the Mandarin Iron Man 4 and then like it became increasingly evident that we probably wouldn't get Iron Man 4 mm. we're just like oh okay well I guess the, this like thread will just remain dangling forever, but no, he's the villain. You know, Shang Chi, which is really cool. Like yeah. they kind of. I never really thought of that together. Yeah. Yeah, but it does make a lot more sense now. Like, which is since Shang Chi doesn't really have a whole lot of villains. Yeah, he, they usually end up dead or just promise to never do it again. Yeah, or just not that interesting. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I think that's that's super exciting. I think there's a lot of cool stuff you can do with like. Like I want. Do you think they're gonna have like? Because it says that they didn't have the team Ten Rings, but the MCU, the Ten Rings, is a terrorist organization. Please let them be the actual Ten Rings. Yeah, maybe that'd be cool. That'd be cool. I know. Yeah, I think I hope they really go for the whole. They said it's gonna be like um, it's gonna be what Black Panther was, mm. but kind of like for um, an Asian audience. Yeah, an Asian representation. Yeah, so Which, this, this is probably going to do well in China. Yeah, yeah. I I wonder how China's I wonder I I said this in the first episode, but I I'm still thinking about. It. I wonder how the public reaction is going to be. To Shang-Chi? Yeah, I, I wonder if I think people as just strong have... as Captain Marvel or Black Panther. I just want to see how this works, pretty much. I think like, it'll just be... Like, I mean, all of the movies this year have made a billion dollars. Mm, yeah. People will just go and like, 
Cody these, these movies in droves just because of the Marvel logos on it. Mm. Yeah. Shang-Chi is probably the movie I'm most hyped for at the moment. Really? Out I'm, of all of these? Yeah, like, there is a close second ten- contender who we'll talk about in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But Shang-Chi at the moment is definitely really high up on that list. Yeah, and at yeah. the moment, he's the one I'm most excited for. It's yeah. going to be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, and then we got some information on WandaVision, which is still just the worst title. Yeah. I don't know why I thought going out a WandaVision was a good idea. Yeah. Out of all the titles you could choose, WandaVision... Ugh. Anyway, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, we've heard rumours that this is going to be like a 50s-style kind of sitcom kind of thing. And Elizabeth Olsen plays Scarlet Witch. Just kind of been talking about that a bit. So, I'm with people saying, like, maybe it's like a reality-bending kind of House of M kind of thing. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. So, like, it's her kind of going through different versions of herself and Vision or whatever. Yeah, that'd be cool, yeah. Yeah, so it could be, like, a combination of House of M or Vision and, like, a bunch of other stuff. Tom King, Tom King's Vision, I mean. I'm definitely excited to see more characterization of Vision. Yeah. Because he, he, was, he was definitely a fan favourite, and you do get little tidbits of him being, like, this really sweet character, this really nice, friendly, pretty much the most, like, normalised of the Avengers, pretty much. Yeah. Um... And like him being an android kind of contrasts to that, so that'd be really interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. I do hate the title. I'm going to agree with you on that one. One division. There is so you could have called it something like the visions or the Maximoffs or yeah, something. That would something, be cool. Yeah. They like make them a family, like like trying to start a family or something. Yeah, yeah. Thing. That's what I'm thinking. Um, yeah, but I think, I think yeah. I one thing I like about all these TV shows is how they're kind of fleshing out. Mm. characters who didn't get fleshed out a whole lot yeah like think about like how much we actually know about this version of Bucky yeah like yeah. we don't know a lot he hasn't really had that much of a fleshed out like arc or really anything really mm. like most of the stuff that happens with all these characters is either off screen or just kind of implied or whatever yeah and I think it's cool how they're kind of gonna be putting these guys in the spotlight in TV shows that can really flesh them out mm. which is really great yeah, and also we're going to be in Tete Tayona Paris as a Monica Rambeau. Oh, wow, that's going to be cool. Yeah, did, did you know that about that? Uh, I, I, heard, I heard Monica Rambeau was going to be in an upcoming yep. project, mm-hmm. but... Um, yeah, so she's going to be in WandaVision, which is like, again, they're really driving home the point of like, yeah. all these are really interconnected now. Yeah, I, I still think Monica Rambeau was the best Captain Marvel. She was such a cool character. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I really love Monica Rambeau. And you should read Next Wave, but she's great in that. Her, her power set was probably my favourite out of all the Captain Marvels as well. Being able to turn into any kind of energy is just such a yeah, cool yeah, idea. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I'll call her, though. Because <laughs> she's, oh, she's yeah. had like a lot of name changes. I'd, say, like I'd say, yeah, I'd say Photon. I'd, I'd, I'm leaning towards Photon. Yeah, Photon probably would be better. Yeah. Yeah, so I think, yeah, mm. we'll get more into kind of what one division will lead into later. Um, yeah. But then in spring of 2021, we got Loki, which is kind of what they speak of kind of like I don't know this will be interesting because this isn't the Loki we're used to in the MCU this is the Loki from Avengers Endgame Mm. after he kind of teleports out with the space dome and Mm. he's just going off and doing his own thing yeah which is different to what I thought we'd get kind of I mean I I mean in Endgame when they happen I kind of assume like okay they'll probably just tie up in the Loki show Mm. but now this is kind of a Loki that's kind of just straight up bad like kind of looser and more yeah. Yeah, he's not not so not not loser. He's way um yeah, he's way more deranged as the yeah, for Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they made a point to say that um the last thing that happened to him was he was beat up by the Hulk. So this is all kind of like <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. kind of mad and he's like he's he's suffered this great defeat and I probably like Thanos is after him or something, like yeah. 
Mm. I don't know. I'm interested to see what this like what this even is. Yeah. Do, do we have many details on that at the moment? Not really. Mm. I think yeah. We like we know Tom Hiddleston's in it. We know it's spring 2021. Yeah. That's about it. Have, have you seen the logo though? Yeah, I've seen the logo. It looks great. It's what? It's great, really. I like it. I think it's horrible. <laughs> I like it, man. It's like three different fonts. Look at that. Yeah, it's chaotic like Loki, man. Yeah, but it's weird. I don't know. I like it, man. Do you think they'll have Thor in this? Or yeah. any other Thor character? Maybe. I reckon... Uh, you could go back to Asgard. What I reckon will happen is I reckon we're mostly going to focus on Loki. We're going to... Like, he has a lot of characterization, but as you say, this is a new version. <laughs> well, not a new version, an older version. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to probably... They're probably going to go in a different direction oh, yeah. than the character fight to get. I wonder if this... I, I don't know if this would be like a re- redeeming of his character. Like, yeah. in the same way that, that Ragnarok kind of redeemed him. Yeah. I would think that, like... Do you think it's like he'll, become, he'll become even more evil? I don't know. Interesting. Just that I, I reckon, like, in, in... You know, to begin with, he's gonna he's gonna be completely irredeemable. He's just gonna be a dick to everyone. He's just gonna run around doing low-key things. You know, like... Running around messing up people's hair and just messing with people. Um, tying their shoelaces together, doing some, some classic, classic Loki. Classic Loki shenanigans. Well, that's Loki, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a title of a sitcom. Thank you, man. Make it a sitcom. Um, and, um, yeah, I think it, it, originally they're going to do that, but then they're going to move towards maybe redeeming him a little more. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe as phase four progresses, I don't know. Okay. Like, we don't have much. <laughs> We're just going to spitball yeah. here. We don't have much to go on. Yeah, so they're really... <laughs> Don't hold us to this. We, we're just two guys. We don't know what we're talking we're about. We're not insiders. I mean, we could be. Oh man, come on, we Marvel, give us a call. Nice. Give us a call. You yeah, need a couple nudes. You need a more. couple nudes. We're right there for you. Okay, so on that kind of magic train, we're going into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, oh. which wins the award for the best title ever. It's so cool. It's such. It's just like I've... it's like a classic, like like Stanley, Steve mm. Ditko, like just. The most Doctor Strange, just classic Silver Age kind of title. Yeah, I've I've met a couple of people that don't like the like title. look at this like the dilemma of the demon's discipline like that's that's Disciple. like that's a that's title from Disciple. Uh, Strange is it yeah it's oh, Disciple. discipline discipline doesn't make much Dis- sense <laughs> anyway that's from Strange Tales one hundred twenty eight yeah yeah like there's just so much stuff like there's a feature like there's just yeah, yeah. And that's very classic kind of comic book stuff yeah I've talked to a few mates that they actually don't like the title really. Yeah, they. they well, I mean, it's very. It's weird. It's very it's dramatic. It's, it's very yeah, operatic. It's almost. different from what the other uh, the titles have been, where they kind of track forward Captain America and the Winter Soldier, Captain America, Civil War, Thor mm. of the Dark World. Like, they're all kind of very straightforward, like, usual blockbuster kind of things. Whereas most of these are, like, very, like, the Legend of the Ten Rings and all this stuff. Yeah, it's yeah, very yeah. comic booky, very yeah. over the top. I, whenever whenever I read Multiverse of Madness, all I can think of is that bit from Bohemian Rhapsody where Freddie just looks at the camera and he just goes, "Now comes the operatic section," because <laughs> this is definitely I'm I'm if I had to take a guess, I'd say this is gonna be the biggest scale movie. Because with with Master of mm-hmm. Kung Fu, it's it's probably gonna be a lot less world threatening. I'm gonna say, yeah. yeah. Um, with Loki, it's just going to be exploring his character. I'm going to say this is the more Eternals. world. Yeah, Eternals, but that's probably going to be. I don't know. Maybe I think Eternals will be the bigger scale. I know. I, I reckon multiverse of yeah, madness. When you hear multiverse, gods. like you see, you think multiple universes. Well, yeah, literally so, multiverse. Yeah, movie. yeah, but like I think that one's probably going to be on the bigger scale yep. out of these. Mm-hmm. So that's that's why I think it's going to be the operatic section of the phase right. four. Yeah. Uh, we've got Nightmare as the villain. Yeah. I think that was revealed after the thing. I don't know if that was... Yeah. I mean, we, I, we kind of predicted that and kind of yeah. assumed that. I think 
Scott Derrickson, who was the director of the original Doctor Strange movie, and coming back for this one, mm. uh, even even said that. But yeah. yeah, I'm super excited for that. Yeah, night, with, like, nightmares are terrifying. Yeah, and, and and it's kind of apt as well because this is the first scary MCU movie they oh, said. Yeah. Well, it's still going to be PG-13, so it's not R. Yeah, I know. But, but you don't like, have to be R to be like horrifying. Yeah. So. Um, mm. Yeah, like and like it's going. Scarlet Witch is going to appear in it, and one division is going to tie into this in some way. Yeah. How it, do you how do you think that's going to work? Um, I reckon Wanda, Wanda's probably going to help out in some way. Um, I, I've got no idea how this is going to work. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Wanda and Doc, maybe Doctor Strange is tutoring Wanda, or maybe they're tutoring each other. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Maybe, I, maybe they're tapping into the more magical side of I think, Wanda's powers. Yeah, I think that it's going to make Wanda's stuff magic now. Yeah. Because it kind of came from, was it the, which stone did it come from? The Mind Stone. Yeah, yeah. I think it came from the Mind Stone. Mm. But I think they're going to kind of recon it to be magic. Or she's going to learn more magic from Doctor Strange. Yeah. And I think, yeah, if they're doing multiverse stuff in one division, like with the different versions of um, Scarlet Witch Division or whatever, then they could absolutely kind of meld that into this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think this is, this, is, this is my most anticipated out of all of these. Mm. Like, you know, as you know, I like adore Doctor Strange, and it sounds yeah. like everything I've wanted out of like a Doctor Strange movie. But like, remember... Horror and magic and crazy mm. mystic weird stuff. I love it. But remember the key the key part of this Doctor Strange movie, we're gonna get more Wong. We are going to get more Wong. I mean, we didn't know that. He hasn't been cast. Well, I think we'll, we will get more Wong. I want yes. more Wong. We'll get more he Wong. Was, he was amazing. Yes, he was. He's a dude that barely I wonder uses what magic they'll do with Mordo though. I think Mordo might have something to do with Unleashing Nightmare, I don't know. I think I think I might might just save him for three. Yeah. So kind of like set the seeds in the first one and then pay it off in the final movie. Or the final, the trilogy at least, or whatever. Maybe, maybe they'll do like an end credit scene where it's just like it's something like he's finally met his match, his mortal match, and he like steps out of the shadows, and Doctor Strange just goes, <gasps> "No, I don't know." Yeah, some, this, some really goofy reveal. This is why we don't. This is why we don't make movies. <laughs> <laughs> it's just been the little weird stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, I enjoy how just weird and out there this is. Yeah, like, like this is a pretty big risk doing a horror movie in MCU. I feel okay, that's a lot less mainstream. I think it's gonna put off a lot of people. Especially yeah. like children go to these movies a lot. Yeah, it, it is a it is a pretty gutsy move, but yeah. I think it might pay off. Obviously. I think I mean obviously it'll pay off with yeah, Marvel, so pretty much all that stuff pays off. It could literally make a movie where like a guy's one power is maybe he can make plants grow slightly f- faster <laughs> and maybe he'll just walk by some grass and he'll just keep making the grass grow longer and people will watch it. <laughs> people will go and watch that and it it'll be like called the anti lawnmower. Mm-hmm. Mm. The anti lawnmower. Anti lawnmower coming soon. <laughs> the cinema near you. <laughs> and then after that, we got um, what if, which is what like is like was rumored, but like this just sounds so good. So we're getting mm. this in summer of twenty twenty one. It's going to be another Disney Plus show. This is going to be animated. Mm. So this is the first animated MCU thing we've gotten. Mm. So we're going to get if you don't know what if it's kind of like it was like an anthology series in like yeah. the seventies and eighties. I think it was, yeah, like early eighties. Of like the two kind of one-off stories of like what if this happened like what if Jane Foster had the powers of Thor and what if the mm. Hulk like Bruce Banner didn't become the Hulk or all this stuff and there's a lot of really cool stuff like that you could do with the MCU mm. and like like the cast analysis is really great like we're getting Michael B. Jordan, Karen Gillan, Michael Rooker, mm. Nellie Portman, Paul Rudd, Toby Jones, Taika Waititi, Jeff Goldblum, Josh Brolin, jo- tons yeah. of people. Yes, yeah, it's, it's 
Like they're just playing. It's like most of the actors from these movies. Are yeah, it, that, that surprises me quite a lot. Like, yeah, it's it's definitely a big name. Like, whatever it's gonna be. Yeah, especially since a lot of these haven't really done voice acting that much. Yeah, like I don't associate Jeff Goldblum with voice work. But yeah. man, I'm excited to get more of the Grandmaster. <laughs> oh yeah, heck yeah. That's gonna be great. Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, it'll be really interesting. And then we've got um Jeffrey Wright. Um, from uh, Westworld fame oh, yeah. as The Watcher which is Ooh. pretty exciting yeah so, we're finally getting The Watcher yeah and we, we got The Watchers in um, Guardians Volume 2 yeah and they're just chatting with Stan Lee who's yeah. randomly there <laughs> but this it's they've confirmed it's you are through The Watcher oh, yeah. so it's like The Watcher yeah. and he's going to act as like a Rod Sterling kind of Twilight Zone-esque yeah I wouldn't have it any other way yeah like, he always does that in comics like I can't count the amount of times I've opened a comic book and Yatu's just kind of staring at me and I get a little bit scared for a few seconds. <laughs> Whoa! I need to put this down and think about it for a second. Why is he staring at me? Um, <laughs> he is the biggest lie, though, the Watcher. Yeah. Or he's like, I'm not going to want to interfere with anything, but hey, here's this guns you can kill the Galactus. Hey, I'm not going to interfere with anything, but hey, this alien race is coming to kill you all. I'm not going to interfere with anything, but <laughs> he always does that. Oh, it's, it's so weird. He's just like, um, <laughs> you've gone too far this time. Pew! Just explodes a dude. <laughs> you know, he's dead now. And the, the Sometimes Watcher. The Watcher, the sometimes watcher. Is, he, is he still dead? Uh, yeah. Sadly. Oh, yeah. I miss Yatu. He, yeah. was, he was a cool dude. <laughs> He'll be back, though. Bring him back. He's he probably bring of, him back for this. He was part of the Bald Head Gang. The Bald what? The Bald Head Gang. We remember we need more Bald Head representation oh, yeah, yeah. in the movies, you know? Oh, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Throw a leak Luther in the MCU, why not? Yeah, but like, if they're doing like a Twilight Zone esque narrator, maybe. I think going to do, be like doing the traditional Yatu. Yeah. Well, he does that stuff a lot. Like, he does that stuff a lot. Where he'll just be like, "Yeah, I know." I have like, witnessed so many things. You wouldn't believe the things that I've yeah, seen. Look at all the things that I've seen. Yeah, but I could, I could basically, I could see Yatu as just some dude in space in a suit, just introducing the show. Don't put him in a suit. Just yeah, make I, him I, I know, I know. I want the, I want the original classic Yatu. Well, get but the like, classic I think there might be a chance that you know it might be a different Yatu. You know, like a different rendition maybe a reimagining well I think those go the designs and like stuff they had from Guardians 2 like they already have the models that I'm sure yeah. they would just use them it's animated I guess so it's going to be yeah, different in some way I know anyway I think that sounds great and like there's so much stuff you can do with this mm. like I think the first one's going to be what if um if P. Carter got the Super Soldier Serum that's pretty cool yeah and like a lot of stuff you can do with this like what are some things that you would like to see with the MCU more stuff no like with what if <laughs> yeah what if um I don't know I always thought it'd be interesting to like see like I don't know what if what if Peter Parker was like um I don't know what if what if Scott Lang was bitten by the spider and Peter Parker was like uh like an okay. intern intern at Pym, at Pym Industries or yeah okay do a little insects well uh, right. insect direct and swap around and see how that, that okay. happens yeah wouldn't mind that that'd be cool or like what if um I, I think the Michael Jordan one would be what if um, Killmonger actually took over like stayed as the king of yeah, that'd Wakanda be, that'd be pretty dark yeah, yeah I think there's a lot of really interesting stuff where they can explore what like the after effects would have been if the heroes hadn't stopped it or something yeah mm. there's just like a ton of really cool stuff you can do with this what if Thanos was just didn't <laughs> what, what if, if Thanos just didn't didn't what just didn't alright <laughs> <laughs> just didn't do anything alright 2021 Hawkeye Autumn we're getting, we're getting a Hawkeye show. Oh, nice. Jimmy Renner's back. Mm. Have you seen the logo? Super Matter Fraction. Oh, yeah, you've, yeah, you've read yeah. the Matter Fraction. Yeah, I've read a little bit of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. great. It's like one of the like modern classic runs, I think. 
yeah. Like everyone says, like throw around the word masterpiece a lot. I am guilty of that. But I think Hawkeye is legit one of those movies that's going to go down as like mm. one of the greatest comics ever made. Yeah. Like it's just such a great comic. It's kind of him mentoring Kate Bishop, who is also going to be in this. Yeah, it's kind of slice of lifey. It is, which yeah. is kind of different to what this Hawkeye has been set up to be. Mm. Like he's he's less of a grounded kind of dude. He's more like a like a um, he's like a shield agent and stuff, and he's got yeah. his own family. So I don't know. It's going to be very different. I think they're going to mm. keep the tone and the style and the kind of basic premise. But I don't think they're going to go with the kind of... He's living in, a, in like, a flat building or whatever, in, like, an apartment. I kind of hope they bring in uh, the clown from that run. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I always liked him as a They better bring in Pizza. Pizza Dog. Oh, oh yeah, Pizza Dog. Just, like... they, I, I feel like they'll do a Pizza Dog episode. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, pizza, the Pizza Dog is a dog in the Hawkeye run who he loves pizza. pizza yeah. And there's a whole uh, issue dedicated just to him going around. Mm. And it's, like, from his perspective. And it's such a great issue. Yeah, there's... um. There's actually something that I was really hoping. I hope, because I I don't think Hawkeye is a masterpiece. I think it's whoa. An, okay, yeah, hot yeah. take. Yeah, I'm sorry, but it's an amazing comic. It is. Uh, it's it's. A, I will agree. It's a modern classic. Yes. But in my opinion, for something to be a masterpiece, it has to blow my mind pretty much. It has to destroy my mind, didn't my brain. Dest- Hawkeye didn't destroy your mind. It's a no, It's a Look nice at these panel layouts, yeah, I know, man. man. I know, man. But it's Look it's. Look at that. Look, look, look. Beautiful. Look, like, I, the only comics I really consider masterpieces are, like, stuff like Watchmen and, like... Okay. And, like, um... I think this is better than Watchmen. Seriously? Yeah. I mean... Donate me. Okay, yeah, yeah, totally, totally. But, like, <laughs> I think it's an amazing comic for its own reason, you know? Like, it's not... I don't think it's an overly deep comic. It's just a... Knows what it is and does it really, really well. Sure. It's a... It's close to a masterpiece in my opinion it's okay. a modern classic but not a masterpiece okay but I will love the movie if they keep this intro I love this intro so well. much well it's and kind of based off the first Avengers movie with that kind of yeah. shot of him falling off a building frying upwards so. yeah yeah but like there's just this funny little intro where like especially like the bit where he rolls out of hospital and like everyone's oh, yeah, like yeah. he's like everyone's helping him and all that yeah and basically he's just so tired of it and he kind of like kicks the wheelchair into traffic and all that yeah. yeah yeah I think yeah I think they're gonna go with this kind of just beaten down version of Hawkeye yeah this kind of <laughs> big idiot which mm. will be will be pretty cool yeah, but yeah. I, I did. I remember in my old school they had this in the library. Oh yeah, and I used to read this all the time. It was yeah. such a good That's run. Great. Yeah, please don't kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought. Well, I mean, I don't think it's that bad. I don't think it's that hard to take. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm interested. I'm really excited to see um Kate Bishop because Kate Bishop is a really great character. Mm. Like, I, like we talked a little bit last episode about Young Avengers. I haven't yeah. read too much of that, but like she was a real standout character from that. Mm. For me, and she was really great in the Hawkeye stuff, and like Kelly Thompson's done a lot of great work with her, and other other comics like Hawkeye with Ghost Avengers and other things. Mm-hmm. I think she's a really cool character who fits in really well, yeah. and she like again we're getting a lot of like kind of legacy care like characters now, like yeah. people are carrying on mantles. Yeah, like yeah, we've yeah. got a new Captain America, we've, we've got a new Hawkeye, and we're going to get mm-hmm. a new. Thor. New Thor. Well, good uh, segue. Perfect segue. Good segue. Let's into do Thor: Love and Thunder. Another amazing title, which is going to come out in November of twenty twenty one. Yeah. So yeah, which is again Taiko Chidi. We talked about yep. that. Yep. Exciting stuff. We got. We, I think this is the one we got the most information on. Yeah. So we found out we've got Valkyrie as the first LGBT character. That's great. That's Jane good. Foster as Thor, with Natalie Portman returning. Yeah. 
and we've got Jason Aaron influences, and like there's just this yeah. I it's I don't know, I don't know what that's gonna what well, I don't know what it's gonna be. James Gunn said that this is set before Guardians three, hmm. so I guess it just starts with the Guardians dropping Thor off yeah, back yeah. back on Earth or whatever. <laughs> like yeah. hey, we had fun in space. See you later. We're gonna have yeah. our own movie in two years, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I reckon, I reckon, uh, Val, wait, no, Jane Foster's gonna become Thor. Yeah. Because Thor's in space, Earth needs a Thor, because Earth is just like a magnet oh, so, for trouble. So you think we're gonna have a cosmic Thor and a yeah. more grounded Thor? Yeah, that's okay. what I think's gonna happen. Yeah, right. Because for some reason, in every comic book, it's always Earth that's in danger. <laughs> yep. Let's do this. And it's, it's always like, it's always like, Earth, Earth, um, uh, Earth interrupted our conquest of the planet. <laughs> So we must take over Earth so they don't do it again. Yeah, I've been naughty. It's like, hey, let's just go and invite that small planet. Yeah. We're, we're not even that good. We're not us. that good. We got a lot of water, but I mean, it's We bad. kind of deserve it. Earth is kind of the worst. The Marvel Universe. It does kind of suck. We yeah. do all, like, all of the bad stuff. The Phoenix Force comes here. Like, everything. Like, we always tick off Galactus. Has, it, has a comic writer ever done, like, a, a comic on why this keeps happening? I think so. I'd love to know why. I think it's just a bunch of reasons. I'd, yeah. I like how um, in in some comics like they say like pe- like like people just don't like Earthers, <laughs> like they're just yeah, like these guys are yeah. like the, the worst. Like one of my favorite um issues of the recent years was um an issue of Gary Duggan's Guardians of the Galaxy, mm. and there's just like whenever that someone runs into Star Lord, just like oh he's from Earth, I mean screw yeah. those guys, they're the worst. Oh man, <laughs> but I, I love that stuff. But yeah, mm. oh, yeah, I think I'm really excited for this. If we just did like Natalie, I'm surprised how how excited everyone is for Natalie Portman returning. Yeah, yeah I. Yeah. As you know, I'm a really massive Thor fan. Yeah. And, like, I didn't love those first two movies by any means. Mm, I think... I've got a lot of nostalgia for that first Thor movie, because the first MCU movie I saw, I saw in cinemas. Yeah. But it's by no means a great movie, and Jane Foster isn't really that great. Mm. I think all the stuff with Loki and Thor, like, all the Asgard stuff was pretty good. Yeah. The rest of the stuff on Earth is, meh, it's not great. Mm. Especially with Kat Ginning's character. It's, like, really annoying. But, yeah, I think... I don't think Natalie Portman was bad herself. I think she didn't yeah, have she a lot was bad. To, she she was... had a lot of she didn't have a lot to work with. Yeah. I think the only reason she's, she's attached to this is because Taika Waititi reinvigorated the Thor yeah. franchise, which she she probably, probably saw Ragnarok and she's like, mm. Oh, okay, these are good now, I guess I'll join back up. Yeah. And she probably was like, Okay, well he can actually give me material to work with this time. So I think, yeah, people have been like, Oh, I don't like I like I don't think Natalie Portman is a good choice. I think she from what we've seen of her, it's probably yeah. not. But I mean, she'll be. I think she'll like be very different in this. Yeah, but but do, do you you guys want to hear another hot take? Oh, here we go. You guys want to hear another hot take? Here we go. There is a better female Thor we have. We've already. We've, I I feel like we've already set up a better female Thor. Valkyrie. And, yes, I am so sorry. I, I want Valkyrie to be your own character. I think that I, I think, think Valkyrie. Thor. I think Valkyrie would be a great Thor. Okay, hear me out. Hear me out. She is. The new leader of New Asgard. Yeah. And I kind of feel like Thor and, you know, leader and, and a leader of Asgard kind of go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of think, plus Valkyrie, she's already proven herself time and time again. Yeah. On how much of a warrior she is, how cool she is. I reckon people just Im- immediately embrace Valkyrie as the new Thor. I think people already have embraced Valkyrie, but I, yeah. I just don't think she needs to... I, I think... 
She can be her own character. She doesn't need to be defined by Thor. Yeah, but like that—that's what I mean. Uh, like I don't think. And besides, now we can have two. Now we can have we can have Jane Foster, Thor, and Valkyrie. Yeah, yeah, but like, and besides, then they need more supporting characters for this because Taika killed off like most of them in Ragnarok. Mm, but like, like, sharing a name doesn't necessarily mean you're defined by that person. You're just kind of sharing. This title or name, you can still be an individual and have your own strengths and weaknesses in a way. Sure, that's that's kind of my perspective on it. I don't know. I think I think Natalie Portman will do a good job, yep. but I'm definitely more of a Valkyrie Thor yeah, yeah. guy. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think it's like yeah, just like it's gonna be interesting to see what, what even this is because it felt mm. like Ragnarok kind of ended Thor's arc for his yeah. trilogy kind of perfectly like it all kind of ended in, like mm. again I didn't like those first few Thor movies but like the way they kind of wrapped it all up made it mm. like a it's big kind of complete story mm. and Endgame kind of finalised it even a bit more now they're doing another Thor movie which mm. I mean I am extremely thrilled because Taika is the best and Thor is the best and those two mm. together it is the best yeah but yeah it's just interesting to see what they'll do with this and how they will you know what you know what's like uh, what's been going a lot of flack and I don't even know why a lot of people don't like the name of the movie. Love and Thunder? Yeah. Well, I love it. I yeah, think same. it's so cool. Especially the logo. It's so 80s He-Man yeah. Thundercats. Yeah, just it, over the it's top. It's giving me a rock of ages. Yeah, it's, very, it's, it's, like, it's like a metal, metal album cover. Oh, it's yeah, great. We, we love our metal here at uh, <laughs> Panel Frequency. You know? I mean, I don't really, but oh, you do. Man. I love my middle man. <laughs> middle man? Yeah, middle I man. I like middle man. He's your next yeah. wave. Make Axel Rose an Asgardian. I'm saying it. Make him an Asgardian. Do it. <laughs> Okay, I will. I'll get right on it. Get right on that, Jordan. <laughs> Better put that on our, on our to-do list. Um, Destiny and influences. I think mm. they're mainly talking about um, the fact that Jane Foster is Thor, yeah. which is not what Destiny Aaron did. But I think um, I'm interested to see what they do, like, villain-wise. A lot of yeah. people are playing Gore, the God Butcher. That'd be cool. Is in this here comic, which you should read, which is... I recently got the Thor by Jason Aaron Complete Collection. Mm. I've got a bunch of the issues and stuff, but it's good to have it in a big old, a big old, this big form, whatever. Yeah, I do, anyway. I do think Gore is honestly one of the best new, like, more recent villains. Yeah. I really he's love probably, his He's my favourite, I think. Yeah, yeah he, he looks great. He's But they've kind of melded him with Hela. Like, yeah. Hela's powers, are, like Tiger has said, are based on Gore's. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think all he was hit Enchantress as well. Um, Mangog, I think, it was a really good, really good choice. But yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd prefer Gore. I think Gore's just. I mm. think. I think his motivations would line up in, with the movies pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, he's freaking terrifying. <laughs> he no, looks yeah. so like even when he's happy or as a kid, something <laughs> about his face doesn't doesn't register with yeah. me. Yeah, and like one of the like I was going through um the back on um, the backup stuff in this. Mm. And they're talking about how um Isaiah Robert put the the thumb. His thumb is on the opposite side of his hand. Oh, just yeah. like just little stuff like that to make it like really more um, unsettling and kind of alien. Oh man! Yeah, it's he, really great design. Oh, he he looks. Oh man! Do you think they'll, Do you think Thor will still be uh, fat? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Can I just say Gore looks like a ripped uh, Saint Walker? Oh yeah, that? I didn't even think of that. He even got the kind of the same weird, um, yeah, yeah. what do you call those, tentacle head things? I don't know. Saint Walker he- gore crossover. Hentai face. Oh. <laughs> Try and keep it PG, man. Now this is going to get reported and flagged. Oh no. Please no. <laughs> Alright, I think that's about it for Thor. 
So that, apparently that was it, though. Oh, no, wait. Come Black Widow. I haven't, I haven't got information now of Black Widow because yeah. I'm an idiot. And it's the one I'm probably the least excited for. Um, that's probably, like... That's probably I'm still second, excited for it. That's probably my second most favourite one. Really? I think Black Widow's needs a lot more characterization, but I think I she could work. But she's dead. I think she's a great <laughs> character. Like, I just, yeah, but like, like, there's it's... still so much to do with her. Like, yeah, but I, could... I just... I, I don't get as excited for prequel stuff when I know how that character's story ends up. I don't know. But I'm excited to see Taskmaster. I'm oh, excited to see... Yes! It sounds like it's like, it sounds like it's a kind of a, a Bourne-style kind of mm. kind of um, movie. Like, from the, they, they showed some footage at Hall H, yeah. and apparently it was really, really great. Yeah. Well, kind of... It, it's kind of weird that we live in a world that Black Widow has Taskmaster in a movie before um, Deadpool does. Like, I was really expecting him to pop up in Deadpool I 2. Th- I don't think they could use Taskmaster. Yeah, I know, but, like, before I before I really got into all this casting and, like, rights stuff, you yeah. know, like, who has the rights to who, mm-hmm. I was I was so positive that Taskmaster was going to pop up in a Deadpool movie. But yeah, right. But there my heart just broke. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think... Um, then we got um, Red Guardian. David Harbour is playing Red Guardian. Ooh. Yeah. So, Red Guardian is basically just Russian Captain America, basically. Yeah. So, I think, yeah. I think they're going to be expanding on her backstory and that Red Room kind of stuff. Yeah. I and it seems like they're going to be setting up the new Black Widow as well. Like, again, playing in that legacy kind of angle. Yeah. Red Guardian. Um, in the comics, I think he's a bit of a weaker character. Yep. Um, like, his main thing is he's got a thing on his belt that he can throw sometimes. Yeah. Like, he's just got like, a belt buckle that he throws at people. I'm not making this up. <laughs> It's so... <laughs> I mean, is it any more ridiculous than throwing a shield at someone? Yeah, but, like, with a shield... I mean, like, it probably is way more ridiculous. Yeah, with actually. a shield, you can at least, like, even if you don't throw it, there's still uses for a shield. You can bash someone with a blocker, and he does stuff with that. But it's a freaking belt buckle. <laughs> if you throw a shield at someone, it's gonna hurt. If you throw a belt buckle at people, it's just gonna annoy them a little. I mean, if I threw a belt buckle at you, I'm sure it would hurt. No. <laughs> Alright. I've had my fair share of bell buckles thrown at me over Oh boy. Times. I was just thinking, who's going to go there? Who's going to make the joke? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. It had to be done. Um, so we're getting Florence Pugh as Yelena Belova. Mm. As, um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was the second Black Widow, right? Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was... so I feel like she'll probably be the new Black Widow going forward. I think, I so reckon... somewhere between Civil War and Infinity War, a new Black Widow just kind of came up or whatever, huh? Yeah, because they're definitely leaning into the Red Room stuff. Yeah. Um, I reckon... Red Guardian, I reckon they're not going to put him in a suit. I reckon yep. they're just going to make him, like, maybe the trainer of the Red Room or something. Maybe. Maybe an official of the Red Room. But, I don't know. But I think, like, they'll just put him in a suit because they put everyone in suits now. Yeah. Like, but they're, I putting, do they're s- putting Zemo in a suit, man. They all do anything now. Yeah. But, yeah. I do want to see Arbor in a suit, though. Yeah. I'm, I'm super excited to see David Harbour in this. Yeah. Which is since Hellboy kind of, like, was the worst. Oof. You didn't see it, did you? I never wanted to see it. I, I watched. I saw the post-credit scene. I'm just like, okay, the lobsters in it. Might as well look at the post-credit like, scene. I, I didn't see the post-credit scene. I left immediately. I, I watched it, and that was enough to persuade me not to see it. Yeah, the it's lobster, so the lobster suit. It would have been so easy to do, oh. but they still somehow stuff it up. Do you know what they did with him? Did you ever see his costume? Yeah, I saw a movie. Yeah, but <laughs> I thought you said you didn't stay for the post-credit scene. He was in the movie. Oh, I don't care. Um. <laughs> But like they, they did like this weird they did like this weird like nineties head. I didn't mind thing. it. I didn't I don't and he was pretty cool in the appearance that he had. He no. was one of like the four good things that are in that movie. Yeah, but like I don't wanna see him in a nineties yeah. head brace. Well no, they never see anything in, anything Hellboy again. Yay. No, yeah. wait, why am I saying yay to this? I'm saying yay. I don't want anything of the Hellboy in film because <laughs> the whole probably just stuff it up again. Anyway, it's better suited to TV. We're gonna yeah. talk about it later. Mm. 
Um, but yeah, Devin Harbour, great. He's really good he's and a, everything he does. So I, I, I want him to is. be my dad. Well, All right. He's such a cool guy, you know. Like I reckon he could raise me properly. Do you still need to be raised? I need to be raised. I'm mm, a mess. I see. Yeah, you know. Okay. <laughs> Don't laugh at this. This is a very serious moment. All right. I'm trying to open up to the audience. Here. Is he going to use his belt buckle? <laughs> <laughs> Don't anyway, make this weird. Don't uh, make this weird. I already made it weird. All uh, right. Um, this is coming out in. Tw- this is coming out next year. I can't remember what time next year, but um, it's coming out next year at some point. Yeah. But yeah, I'm looking looking forward to it. And you're looking forward to it more than I am. Oh, heck yeah. I just we're both see, looking forward to it. It's more I like a conversation. Blank, I it comes out in May. There we go. Oscar. Yeah, so they showed that up that last just because that was like the big main feature because that's the, the one that's coming next. And then Kevin Feige, the madman he is, brought everyone out on stage and then just casually name-dropped Black Panther 2, Guardians 3, Captain Marvel 2, Fantastic Four, and Mutants. <laughs> like, he yeah. just kind of dropped it like it's nobody's business. I love it. Yeah. So, yeah, I think these out. are all kind of expected. Yeah. Uh, Black Panther 2, yep. yep. Captain Marvel. I, th- I think this is all going to be Phase 5 as well. Yeah. Because he said Phase 4 is only two years, which yeah. is, like, very strange. Like, it's it's, it's cool. Like, hard. it's very evident that, like, they're going in a different direction now. Like, it's not, like, big five-year-long sagas. It's just two years, two years, two years, whatever. Yeah. And we're missing one person, aren't we? Yeah. This, and then, this is the one who was rivaling um, Shang-Chi. They had, they, uh, they brought up Mahershala Ali himself. Mm. Revealed he's going to be playing Blade. He's going to be playing Blade. I know. Perfect we talked casting. briefly about Blade last episode, but I didn't yeah. actually think they'd do anything with it. But yeah, yeah they're doing Blade, which is really exciting. Yeah. And perfect casting, too. Oh, heck yeah. I'm really excited for yeah, this. We, we don't know anything about, other than that. We, we got a hat, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> we got Everyone a got a hat. We got the logo, and that's, that's it. We don't have a release date or like any other information. This, this is fine. I don't think Mahershala even said anything on stage. Yeah, they just brought him out. And they just he, put on a yeah, hat. He just came out, put on a hat, everyone lost their minds. That's all you need. That came up. That's all you Is need. Isn't it weird that we're, everyone's so obsessed with just finding out what the title and like who's going to be in a movie? Well, it's Blade. Blade started this whole sure. thing. Man. <laughs> yeah, he kind of like he kicked off the modern modern age of uh, companies. Kind yeah. of not really though. I mean, like, kind of, yeah. But like, he, not many there people is knew the comic There is definitely character. an inflection point between Blade and the modern Marvel movies, but like, yeah. Blade kind of, no, he you know, brought it back from Batman, Robin, and all that stuff. Steel, yeah. We don't, we don't talk. I people people talk smack about Steel, but name who yeah, name whoever has seen Steel. Okay, I've seen Steel. You've seen Steel? Yes, I'm Steel. impressed. I haven't seen it. It's funny. Like, does he have the cape? No. That monster. It's like those, a medieval monster. It's like a medieval monster. Medieval armor, weird thing. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I've seen, the, I've seen the costume, but It's like, very bad. <laughs> I kind of I kind of thought maybe at the end he'll put on the cape or something. I don't know. No. Who's the villain, even? I can't remember. Is it like a? Is it like an original villain? I think it's just, just like some arms dealer dude. Oh, it's like some military man. Military man. Yeah, military man. The best DC super villain. Military man. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so Blade. Mm. Do you think... I, I think... Do you think this will be R? Uh, a lot of people are saying it has to be I don't think it has to be you can just make it like Lord of the Rings where everyone has just black blood and somehow they can get away with that I'd prefer it to be R but I think it could work as... yeah I I, I, yeah. Also, I agree I think I think it would be best R but I you, think you can, can do a lot with PG-13 but the thing is most people don't yeah like if you look at we're going to bring up one of my favourite modern movies if you look at Owl of Dogs yep it, it, it did some really heavy subject was matter was it M? Or was it M? I don't know man Mm-hmm. I yeah, know, yeah, I know, but like it, it. No, it was it. I don't think it was him, but mm-hmm. it, it it tackled some pretty heavy subject matter. 
Yeah. Um, and it, it did it so in a graceful and, and pretty cool no, yeah, way. totally. Yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, I'm super excited for this. And all the stuff I mentioned, like Fantastic Four, like, like we knew Fantastic Four was coming. Yeah. But just yeah. hearing them say we're doing Fantastic Four was really interesting. It's yeah. not interesting. It's just like it's really like it's so exciting because yeah. I've been loving Fantastic Four so much. And mutants is really exciting too. But I think it's interesting how he said mutants instead of X Men. People are saying like, are they just going to call them mutants from now on? I think he was talking about like any mutant character. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. That's basically that's basically it. Yeah. yeah. Any 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 more thoughts on all this all this Phase Four business? No, not really. <laughs> so you're most excited for Shang Chi and Blade. Yeah. yeah. And I'm most excited for Thor and Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. And what if? Yeah, that's my, that's my top three. Yeah, but yeah, I'm like, I just, I, I'm excited for all of these. Like, these all sound really great, and like, I just think, I, I just love how they've just fully embraced how comic book it was. Mm. Like, the first Iron Man start off in like Afghanistan, like very linked to the real world with all these kind of weapons, yelling stuff, and then like they slowly kind of made it a bit more like, okay, Thor is kind of magic, but he's kind of it's science, it's not really mm. magic, mm. and now it's just. Oh yeah, we've got the Eternals and Shang Chi is fighting the Mandarin. Oh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and all this crazy weird stuff. I love it. Oh, we're also yeah. having vampires and Blade. Oh yeah, <laughs> because why not? Maybe we could have cosmic vampires if they're going in a more cosmic direction. <laughs> I want to see this. Why not? Why not? Yeah, so that's about it. Um, yeah, that's about it. We're off. Yep. <laughs> we're way off the last episode in our predictions. Yeah. Um, a few. Th- I was fucking. I was a little bit disappointed when we get Nope. We didn't get Nova, but I feel like it'll be Phase Five. Because apparently we're going to get more information on upcoming stuff at um, Day 23, which is mm-hmm. like Disney Comic Con. So we'll probably find out about Phase 5 stuff there, which is rumored we might be getting a Moon Knight TV show on Disney Plus, some other stuff. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we also didn't get Thunderbolts, which I thought was a pretty safe bet, considering yeah. all the rumors for that. No mm-hmm. Young Avengers either. Yeah, we, uh, yeah. <laughs> We're not, we're not, we're not insiders. No, we're definitely not. <laughs> yeah. But hey, we gave it a good go. I think, you know what? I think we deserve a participation award. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Okay, so now we're going to talk about comics that are, that are announced or other exciting things from San Diego Comic Con. Yep. So we found out all the stuff about upcoming X-Men books. Yep. So Jonathan, Jonathan Hickman, one of the big writers of our time, is um, kind of is kicking off this new wave of X-Men books. Mm. And so we've got, we've got Powers of X and Power, and uh, House of X, which revealed to not be X, it's Roman numerals for 10. Oh, no. I know. Oh, that's crazy. How, how's, how's that for, for mind-blowing? Roman numerals, are they still a thing? <laughs> I'm afraid. Star Wars says yes, so yes, they are. I'm, fr- I'm afraid, man. <laughs> it's like, I want to tell the time, and it's just Roman numerals. It throws me off my game. <laughs> yeah, but I think, yeah. We, 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 already, we already knew that was happening, but we found out more about the X-Men book that's going to be coming after those. Because House of Ten and Powers of Ten are just miniseries. Yep. They're going to go into the X-Men book, which is an entire Summers family team with Wolverine for some reason. Yeah. So it's like Corsair and like Havoc and Cyclops, you know, and like Jean Grey that's, and all that stuff. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And we found out um, Benjamin Percy and John Cassura are doing X-Force. Mm. So we're getting a new X-Force book with an entirely new roster with like Jean Grey and Beast and stuff. Excalibur, which is one of my favorite comics, which I only really just discovered recently. I've got the first couple issues in my hand right now. Mm. It's basically the, the British X-Men, kind of back in the 80s when the X-Men kind of disbanded a bit. Um, Nightcrawler and Kitty Pryde and Re- Re- uh, Rebecca Grey all kind of um, left and formed Excalibur with uh, Captain Britain. So 
which is this kind of European interdimensional kind of supergroup, and it's really fun. I highly recommend uh, reading that series. It was like Chris Claremont back then, and now it's done by um, Tini Howard and Marcus Toad. And one of the most exciting things about this, about this is Psylocke is going to be Captain Britain, mm. which is exciting. Yeah, and I really like. I really dig the new costume, but like, yeah, I'm. What do you think about Psylocke being Captain Britain? Um, I I think it makes sense. Yeah, like it. This is the way it makes sense. Yeah. yeah, this is this is the way that I think like passing on the torch should be. Mm-hmm. Like, I really think it should be an established character that has a connection to the main character. Yep. Um, yeah, that has a connection to the main character and has similar traits. You know, like mm-hmm. similar powers, similar, not completely the same. You want to separate them, yep. but like has similar sim yeah, has some similarities. Yeah, yeah. My tongue isn't working today. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I think um. I think it's just and like it's gonna be cool. Like they um they talked about uh, how this is gonna be similar to Carol becoming Captain Marvel, hmm. which implies to me that maybe she'll just be Captain Britain from now on. Yeah, which I think is interesting. Like, what are they gonna do with Cap with the original Captain Britain? I reckon there's gonna be two of them. Oh yeah, it's gonna probably. But yeah, yeah. it's exciting. Yeah, uh, we're also getting more Warthers by Jerry Duggan and Matthew Lolly. Uh, so that's gonna be a team led by Kitty Pride. Oh yeah. I'm surprised she's not in Excalibur because she was in Excalibur in the in the eighties. But yeah, I think that's again that's like Bishop, Iceman, a bunch of cool stuff in it. And then um, we got probably the most exciting one out of all these for me was New Mutants, which is being co-written by Jonathan Hickman and Ed Brisson, with um, art by Rod Reese. And all three of those names are like top quality like comic stuff at the moment. Like those, they're all. Like, master... Like, everything they put out is just masterful. Mm. And I'm super excited for what they do, like, kind of going forward with with this book. Like, have you read, have you read much New Mutants? Uh, no, not much, mate. It's pretty great. Like, I, I'm not... I'm, like, I'm not a huge fan, but, like, I've read enough of it to have somewhat of, a style, somewhat of an understanding of it. I'm meaning to get more into it. Like, in recent weeks, I've been kind of binging through a bunch of, mm. bunch of X-Men stuff. And that's one of the better stuff out of the 80s. It's like when they were kind of training these uh, would-be X-Men. Like, they're training them to be X-Men in the future. Which yeah. is, I, thought, I always thought was a pretty pretty cool concept. And they kind of brought back the original team. And it just, it looks real, real, real good. Mm. Uh, what, what about you? What are the comic announcements you're excited for? <laughs> well, for the first time in a while... Oh, we're going to be talking a little bit about DC. DC? DC. DC, you this is, say? This is scary. This is new territory. Okay, let me just get my thoughts down DC right now. I don't think oh, they no. know what they're doing at all. Oh, no. <laughs> I reckon they're getting better. I reckon they're, they're on the uphill. They did, they, did, they, did, they, did, they did Rebirth. Yep. Everyone loved it. Yep. And then they did play coasters on that for a little bit, and then they went downhill. And now they're in this weird slump where they're still kind of coasting on the Rebirth good vibes, but they're just kind of... just. Oh, I reckon... Whoa! Okay. Sorry, just freaked out. Yeah, that series a massive DC fan. <laughs> she she did not like what you just said. Yeah. Okay. But it's just like I think most of their books aren't like Batman's not great, Superman's not great, Wonder Woman's not great. Here's mm. like, Justice League. I enjoy, but it's very here's overwritten. The thing, here's the thing. Rebirth is really good. Rebirth was great. Rebirth I loved was Rebirth. great. And I think it's okay to have a little slump in between Rebirth and what they're going for next. I thought New Age of Heroes is actually pretty good. Yeah. I'm sorry. I thought I liked Brimstone. I liked I liked um, Silence. So that was amazing. Silence was great. Mm-hmm. Sideways was good. Um, Damage was okay. <laughs> Damage oh, yeah. was okay. It was the most blatant ripoff character, but you know it was all right. 
Um, I think and, yeah, Sansa I hope was the better one. I still have not gotten around. So to it. good. Um, but yeah, I do think they're on the uphill. And the main thing that I'm excited for from DC at the moment is Collapser. Oh yeah. Yep, I've read the first issue at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Collapser is an odd story. It's it's well, everything from Young Animal is pretty odd. Collapse is a weird story. Here's the thing. Like, it definitely tackles a very interesting issue. It tackles mm-hmm. anxiety. Yeah. Like, and, I, and it is... So this is, this is the young animal stuff, This right? is the young animal stuff, yeah. This is by, um... This is by Mikey Way and Sean Simon. Oh, um, yeah. And I'm a little bit biased on this one, because Mikey Way was the bassist for My Chemical Romance, and yep. I freaking love My Chemical Romance. Mm-hmm. Um... And this, it's a very odd story. I'm repeating myself way too much. Um, but it tackles anxiety. And yeah. it tackles it in the most brutally honest way possible. Mm-hmm. And the way it tackles it is... The, the thought bubbles in uh, the main character Liam's head... Yeah. Is way different to what he actually says and all that. So like the thought, the thought bubbles are a completely different colour. They have a completely different kind of feel when they speak and yeah. all that. Like they... They're always very dark and depressing and down in the dumps, if you would. Yeah, yeah. Well, Liam himself is a pretty normal guy. He can act out a little bit, but he's a pretty chill guy. Yep. And it, and it's basically him hiding his issues from everyone. Right. And um, I think it's kind of cool symbolism that his power, well, it's kind of a power, kind mm-hmm. of, is he's got a black hole in his chest now. Yep. Because that's sometimes, you know, a lot of people describe anxiety as... Kind of feeling symbolism. Hollow. Yeah, symbolism. You good you did it good, Mikey Way, you did it good. <laughs> and I love the way they just present him getting these powers. It's just like you see someone who's implied to to be oh spoilers for this, by the way. Spoilers. Spoilers. Um you see someone who's presumed to be his mother die in space in a superhero costume and all that. Okay. And then they just say, Hey, she's dead. Oh, the black hole isn't. And then it just suddenly cuts to Liam's apartment in this Alien delivery man just says, here, this is from your mother. (laughs) And it just turns out to be the black hole, which he leaves for a couple days. And until it finally, like, sucks up his room and then goes into his chest. Mm -hmm. Um, There's also this weird arc with um, a sword. He's got a sword in that he keeps calling it a toy. Yeah. It's above his, it's above his, um, it's above his bed. And it's heavily implied to be a toy. But there's so much... It gets so much, so much panel time, like repeated panel time. Yeah. That it's definitely going to be in the future of. It's definitely going to be in the future of the series. Is this a miniseries or ongoing? Um. Oh, I'm just trying to check. I think it's. I think it's a miniseries at the moment. Okay. Um. But it, even on the variant cover, he's holding this sword. Yeah. And in this, in in it, they just say it's a toy and it's useless. And yeah, it's. I don't know. I don't know what direction this is going, and it can go in any direction at the moment. It's honestly nuts. Yeah. Yeah, I need, I need to read that. I'm, like, I'm yeah. glad that um, Young Animal is back. Yeah. And yeah, Doom. we've got a lot of good stuff. We've got Doom Patrol back. We've got Far Sector, which yeah. looks really promising. That's the Greenlands one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like a new sector in the universe with yeah. new Greenlands and selecting it. Um, yeah, predicting I'm, it. I'm glad that it's... Is it still in that kind of really weird, just out-there vein? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's very out-there. It's it's cool. out-there, but it's still one of the most grounded of the Young Animal series. Yeah. Like, it, like Liam's life is grounded before yeah. he gets the black hole. Mm-hmm. And, it, and they make Liam's past life basically this massive 
plot point, pretty much. Oh, yeah. Alright. Um, speaking of DC, we're going back to Marvel. Okay. We're going back to Marvel, and, um... I'm gonna have to hold this for this. Alright, yep. So we'll... Yeah. Alright. This is a character that I've got a bit of a personal history with. Yeah, um, back into Caleb's obscure comic book. Welcome to my life. Kind of. Um... I love obscure comic books, but this guy's kind of like a cult classic. Maybe mm-hmm. a few of you have heard of him. My boy Death's Head. Death's Head. Death's Head. Death's Head. That's an epic name. Ep- yeah. One of my favorite comic it's names. pretty good. It's pretty, right. pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Pretty right. Um, I've loved this character since I was little. Um, like, when I saw him, I just thought, he looks like an action figure and I love it. Um, and this character has been all over the place. He's, he was originally a Marvel UK character mm-hmm. that was used to kind of bind all of the IPs together. Yeah. Like, he was in Doctor Who, Transformers, and he took place in Marvel missions. And the way they did this was they made him like a bouncing around bounty hunter or freelance peacekeeping agent. Yep. And he's like this... He's like the stereotype of like a mercenary. Like, he's overly business-like, but he's also really goofy, which makes him a really endearing character. Yep. Um, imagine my surprise when he's back. He's back for a four-issue miniseries. By Teeny Howard. Who By Teeny Howard. He's great. Great, great writer. Yeah. Um, and they haven't released much info on this. Like, they've, they've, they've released that um, Kei Zama is doing the art, who's yep. done a lot of art on Transformers, I believe. Okay. Um, and it's due to release... Uh, at the end of this month, actually, yeah, the yeah. 31st of Next July. Week. Yeah, exciting. Yeah. And um, I'll, just read a, I'll just read a bit of a quick blurb. When job goes wrong, intergalactic mech-merc death's head wakes up half-assembled at a punk show. And if a crowd full of deodorant eschewing youths wasn't enough, the young Avengers show up. Well, half of them anyway. Hulkling and Wiccan face down the best freelance peacekeeping agent in the universe. So it's still very in the dark about what this is going to be about. Apparently, according to some interviews, it's going to be about Death's head becoming obsolete and it's going to be like a metaphor for getting older Mm -hmm. and not knowing what's happening anymore, pretty much. Yep. Which could be very depressing, and I don't know if I'm emotionally ready for that with Death's head only just coming back. Yep. And, yeah, um, they've kept his old design, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got some interesting cover art. They've released the cover art for most of the issues, I believe. Yeah. And it, the art style looks very similar to the original style. Yeah. Like, if you if you look at this, especially with, like, this cover. With this cover. If you look at, it, like, some oh, of the yeah. colouring and all that, that big very... vibrant colours is very similar was, to this. This was, um, 90s, is it? Yeah, or it was 80s. mid-80s. Yeah, mid-80s, yeah, mid-80s, I'm pretty yeah. sure. And... Yeah, because yeah. the UK, right? Yeah, yeah. I've I've read interviews, and it seems they're really passionate about this character. So I'm really interested to, to see where this goes because mm-hmm. it's a Death's Head book being written by Death's Head fans. Yeah, which is going to be great. Cool. Um, yeah, I've I mean, oh wait, there's one more thing I want to talk about. What are you talking about the goon? Um, no, surprisingly, I might talk. We'll talk about the goon a little bit later. Okay. Um, then the last upcoming comic I'm going to talk about, we have. Little info on, but you know we're switching back to DC. We're a little all over the place, mm-hmm. um, and we we're actually heading to Black Label. We're heading to oh, Black yeah. Label, and the Jordan question. Jordan knows what we're talking about. The question you, you ruined you ruined my big open. Spoiled it. Sorry, you ruined it. Um, okay, so it is the question, mm-hmm. and the question, in my opinion, is DC's best character. 
I think he's just such... He's a really layered character. Mm-hmm. His move, his like move set, if you will, like is really basic but really interesting at the same time. Yeah, his design is just amazing. I've actually got a copy it's of real simple. right here. It's really simple. Dico's really great at those yeah. kind of simple, expressive designs. Yeah, um, and especially with the um, oh, with that eighties run, the eighties yeah. run, they kind of boosted that up and they gave him a more varied look with mm-hmm. him being surrounded by smoke and in different costumes and all that. Yep. Um, and this one. <laughs> If you're excited, if you're as excited for this one as I am, this is probably going to hurt a little. But it's coming out in about November. That's not how long ago. It's oh, like well, August, you... September. Uh, yeah, I know, a little but, bit. But I, I can't wait. Hey, man. it's it's something. I can't we're wait. Finally, this, getting man. some more question stuff, man. Yeah, we. Fi- yeah, I know, but like, I don't want to sound ungrateful. But you have to begin to sound I, I, ungrateful. I want, I want it now. Yeah, I'm beginning <laughs> to sound ungrateful. I just realized. Um, we've got a cover. Mm-hmm. We've got a cover, and the cover looks absolutely amazing. And we've got Jeff Lemire writing. Yeah, Jeff Lemire's great. We've got Jeff... Uh, yeah. And who who's the artist again? Who's the artist? He, um, did, he did um, Moon Knight and... Yeah. Oh, who is it? Um, so uh, I don't know, one of the guys who did Moon Knight in the 80s. It's great. Oh, the artist... There's two artists, actually. Oh, really? Um, Dennis Cohen. Mm-hmm. Dennis Cohen. Uh, do, you, do we have any info on Dennis? No. Okay. <laughs> Who was the other person? Um, man, I'm I'm really gonna butcher this pronunciation. Yeah, I think I'm so that. sorry if you happen to be listening, but you probably aren't. Um, Bill Sign Sign Kiewitz. That's the one. Yeah, that's, that's, one, that's one that did Moon Knight. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we got we got some really cool, we got some really am- amazing artists. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, I'm super looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, they said in an interview that it's probably gonna have a bit of a political charge, which the question kind of always has oh, yeah, that kind of conspiracy theorist kind of yeah. angle. Yeah, the um, oh, and Dennis Cohen actually did some art for the original eighty series, which oh, really? is actually really interesting. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Um, oh, that's pretty cool. So that that's gonna be that's gonna be really interesting because we got kind of a guy who really knows the question here. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, it's good to have Dennis Cohen back on board. I'm really sorry I didn't learn your name. <laughs> I'm a big fan. I'm a big or fan, know who you were. Big fan of your work. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, but yeah, we we're really. I'm really looking forward to this. Um, the, his design looks great. They're definitely going for a lot more of a um, like swamped color scheme. You yeah. know, like they they definitely delved down the colors from this one. Yeah. Because with with the original question run, it had like flat splashes of color and kind of like a grimy environment. Mm-hmm. And this one just looks like they're gonna become one with the grime. <laughs> Which is what lovely, yeah. Which is what I decided to do as soon as I was born. So, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. We, I'm really looking forward to that, and that concludes my part on this segment. All right, sweet. Um, other stuff I am looking forward to, since we're just basically saying what we're looking forward to. Uh, Beware the Ghost Rider by Ed Brisson and artist Aaron Cuda. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna. It's interesting. It's Danny Ketch and Johnny Blaze. Oh, that's really because Johnny Blaze is the king of hell now, apparently. Yeah. So he's just down there rolling over all these demons or whatever. <laughs> and Danny Ketch is going to be the Ghost Rider up above. I really love Aaron Cooter's art. He's one of my favourite working artists right now. There's just something really, really great about his style that I just adore. Like, he did really good work on um, All New Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. Gary, Gary Duggan's run. Which yeah. was criminally short. Yeah, I, I found a, I found an um, image online that mm-hmm. might relate to that. And it's um, of a recent comic. And basically it's... Uh, Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider looking like they're both in hell and basically Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider is looking down on Cosmic Ghost Rider and just says hey I'm king around here want a race 
Oh yeah. And I wonder if that's going to tie into it. But um, I think in Avengers soon we're going to get like go- race with yeah, different ghost yeah. I'd, I'd say it has more of a chance of tying into the new event, the new Avengers that's coming up. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know. Maybe maybe there'll be a bit more of a tie to the other Ghost Riders in this one. Yeah. yeah. And I'd say there might be since Danny Ketch and Johnny Blaze are going to be in this one. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I definitely think Danny Ketch needs a bit more characterization. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. He's he's never been my favorite. Yeah. But yeah, I am looking forward to that. And then on comic related stuff, we're not quite actual comic books. Monster, um, we're going back. We're receding. We're receding. <laughs> we just bounce around all over the place. So that's just we're going focused. Yeah. But um, DC Universe yeah. has um not available here, but I am watching content on it with <laughs> VPN. <laughs> <coughs> um, or I could not be. Who knows. Yeah. Um, but um, they've announced that they're doing a season four of Young Justice, mm. and they're doing season two of Doom Patrol, nice. which is super exciting because mm. I was unsure if we'd get a season two of Doom Patrol. Because yeah. I adore the first season of oh. Doom Patrol; it's like the best. It was honestly my, my favorite piece of like superhero digital media yeah. in a long time. Yeah, like, it's great. Maybe it's... of all time at the moment. Yeah, same. The same for me. Yeah, it's um, just like it. It perfectly understands who and what the Doom Patrol are. Yeah, and just it feels like it, it adds to the kind of lore and legacy, but it's kind of its own thing. It's just it's, it's so so good. Yeah, and I'm excited to see to see more of it. Um, a shame that because like, you know Swamp Thing was cancelled after like one episode, That's so dumb. that kind That's... of put things like oh maybe these aren't going to continue, but it's good to see that it is. And apparently that's going to be on, like, HBO... Like, because Warner Brothers are doing, like, their own big streaming yeah. services, their own stuff, and, like, HBO or something. Yeah. So I think it's going to be on that as well. So that could get a bit more exposure to it, which is good. So even if DC Universe does go down, we could get still be getting Doom Patrol for a while. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. All right, now we're going to go into... That was a real big spike. Sorry about that. Have you had your headphones yeah. turned up? Uh, we're going to go into talking about what we've been reading over this past what week. We've been reading. Right. So one massive big issue came out... Um, this last week, which was House of X, or House of Ten, as it turns out to be, um, which is by Jonathan Hickman, which is one of the best, like, just, like people working in comics right now. Like, he, everything he does is just so um, detailed, and just, like, it's just... Have you read any Jonathan Hickman stuff? It's kind of hard to explain. Uh, I've read a little bit of Jonathan Hickman. It, yeah, well, it's like, he did Fantastic Four Marvel, and yeah. then Avengers, and then New Avengers, and, like, all the way up to Secret Wars. And it's all kind of intertwined, big sci-fi, high-concept stuff. But he's doing these um, these new X-Men books and taking over the kind of X-Men stuff with Pepe Larraz, mm. which is great because I think the X-Men has really lacked a singular, like, great vision or idea for ages. It's kind of just been stuck in, like, mediocrity for, like, most of the decade, I feel. Like, there have been good books now and then with Jason Aaron's Wolverine and the X-Men and X-Men Red and some good stuff. But this, that is, like... It's one of those rare issues where, like, you read it and you're like, this is going to be, like, a landmark. Like, this is a massive issue. So, what do you think of House of X? Yeah. Issue um, one. <laughs> oh, man, I'm, I'm just full of hot takes today. Um, <laughs> oh, man, that's probably giving away my perspective on it. Didn't like it? Okay, um, I liked it. Mm-hmm. Let me get that out in the open. Yep. Does everyone hear me? I liked it. I heard you. Yeah. Um... I liked it. I'm not the biggest X-Men fan. Mm-hmm. Let's just make that clear. And yep. for a comic to make me, an X, who's not an X-Men fan, actually have a good time reading it, it has to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. So if, I'm, de- I'm sure if you're an X-Men fan, you will love this. It has, um, has Cyclops not being a dick for once, <laughs> which is insane <laughs> to me. Um, 
But yeah, I, I thought it was really good. Um, it's definitely... It has a little bit of action, but it's a lot of... Um, it's oh, yeah. very dialogue-heavy. Hick- Hickman is known for just, like, very think... Like, it's very yeah. thinking. Yeah, it's very... It's, di- a, thi- it's a thinking man's very, book. Very, yeah. <laughs> uh, very sophisticated. What are, you, what are you trying to say about me? Um, but, um... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh... I've just lost my train of thought. It, feel, it, feels, it feels a lot like Morrison's X-Men. Yeah. Like, it feels like new X-Men kind of continued in its ideas mm-hmm. and kind of concept and stuff. I like how they're kind of pushing forward this new idea of, like, the mutants are just kind of sick of being treated poorly. They're just like... I, by the way, full spoilers first, so if you haven't read it, small, small spoilers for the yeah. first issue. Um, they've kind of just, like, gone off on Krakow and just kind of living alone and kind of isolated themselves from the world. I think that's a really interesting angle. And there's a lot of, like, symbolism ideas in this. Like, like the fact that they're at Jerusalem for a lot of this yeah. has to be intentional. And there's a lot of talk of, like, gods and stuff. It's like, this could be, like, like a mutant promised land yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Like, there are, there are tons of really interesting and cool concepts that are being set up here that I'm really interested to see how yeah. they pay off in the future. And it's just exciting to, like, be at the beginning of this kind of new saga of the X-Men and, like, following it through. Yeah. But I'm not sure how I'm going to afford it because it's... Two books weekly for three months. <laughs> oh. Ugh. But it'll be worth it in the end, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Uh, the art's really good. Kind of portraying, yeah. portraying this kind of otherworldly beauty to, like, to this big, like, X-Men world. Yeah, that, that's that's why I admire, that's one of the things I do admire about X-Men. Um, a lot of the time they do have some very stellar art. Yeah, that, I, X-Men always pulls on the best creators, I yeah, think. I, I don't think I've ever read an X-Men comic where I, I've had to put it down because of the art, which is sometimes something that I do. Unless you're reading anything from the 90s. <laughs> oh, no. Some of the stuff from the 90s is pretty good. Yeah, was good, but it was yeah. Rob Liefeld, it's not. Was um, Generation X in the 90s? Yeah, I, I thought that and that was pretty decent. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, no. This is this is this is really great. This is probably be, uh, my second favorite issue of of the week, or my favorite. I don't know. Yeah, it was a good issue nonetheless. But I also read History of the Marvel Universe issue one, oh. which is written by Mark Wade with pencils and colors by Javier Rodriguez, and this is basically um, this is from the perspective of Galactus and Franklin Richards, and they're at the oh. end of the universe. And Franklin Richards is going to be this new universe's Galactus. Yeah. Basically, so he's going to go off and... But he wants to remember everything that happened in this universe yeah. so that it all was, like, it was all for nothing. Like, so that it wasn't all for nothing. So this the whole book is basically just Galactus explaining and recapping the entire Marvel history. Dang. And it's really impressive how Wade is managing to, like, kind of wrap everything up into one singular kind of book. Like, everything ties into this... It ties into this in some way. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm a sucker for big, massive, cosmic craziness yeah. stuff. Yeah. So, like, having all this kind of explanation of all of these, like, gods and celestials and otherworldly dimensions and planets and alien races and stuff, like, that's the stuff I live for, man. Like, this is, yeah. <laughs> this is so good. And, like, like, Rodriguez just gives it such, like, a very, um, uh, kind of, uh, I don't know. Like, it, it, every every page is just loaded with detail and loaded with so much colour and vibrancy. Like, it's it's a gorgeous book to look at. And it's like, you could, like, just like look at these pages. Yeah. And they're all just, like, very expressive and they, they feel like, yeah. Is that, is that original art or is that... Yeah, it's original art. Wow, it's, it's yeah. amazing how they captured, like, the time period. Yeah, it's really great. Like, well, the, yeah. And, like, being able to put all these influences into kind of one thing as well. Like, there's stuff drawn from Kirby and stuff drawn from Ditko oh, yeah. and... 
there's tons of like it's just so good and like tying all stuff from like the 60s and 70s like to, to modern stuff from now with like the Avengers and from um, like mm. uh, Aaron's Avengers and stuff like yeah. it's just it's really really well written well um, well drawn yeah yeah <laughs> I'm really excited to see how this thing goes along I think if you're a Marvel fan absolutely pick it up and read it even if you're not a Marvel fan I think this is I don't know, I wouldn't say it's super accessible, but I think if you want to get a good feel for Marvel's history, I think it's probably worth picking up. Mm. So yeah, if, highly recommend. If any of that doesn't draw you in, uh, Franklin Richards is probably going to eat some planets at some point, so that'll, <laughs> probably, that'll probably be pretty cool. Yeah, and speaking of planets, we were talking about Silver Surfer Black uh, issue yes. 2. So spoiler alert for this. Um, this is probably my second favourite book coming out right now, mm. uh, along with a book we'll talk about later, um, but... This was really, really great issue of a Silver Surfer Escaping Null. It's drawn yeah. by tr- the amazing Trade Moore and written by uh, Marvel's big name at the moment, Donny Cates. Oh, so man. you're a big Venom and Null fan or whatever. Yeah. So what did you think of this issue? I thought this issue was near perfection. Yeah, this is, it's, just, it's uh, very amazing. It's, the um, art is just so fluid and like every panel is just so like it's very elastic the, art the, yeah. the art is very elastic in a good way yeah because you've got villains like Null they're constantly shape-shifting and mm-hmm. Silver Surfer is constantly making things and forming things and it just works yeah yeah and there's a there's a massive reveal at the end which I'm not going to spoil but the art on the reveal is incredible yeah this crazy cosmic we're looking noises. at it now we're looking at it now and it's honestly gorgeous yeah this whole book is just like a feast for the eyes yeah um I think I, I think it could be a little bit too wordy at certain points I, this issue I don't know I think it kind of I think this one kind of has an excuse because you've got Null who's a mono, quite a monologue villain yeah sure um and you know what you know I'm just gonna say this if we've got any Dragon Ball Z fans in the audience today Null looks a little like Frieza in this art style and it works like really well. Yeah. Like Null Null looks a lot more regal and threatening in this art style. Because yeah. um, they they keep calling him the Black King in the Venom series, mm-hmm. but he doesn't look very kingly or very. No, he's he's yeah. very regal here. In this one, he's a very regal and less savage like edition, pretty much. Yeah. The design. There, there's still there's still some savage moments with him. Like he does still do the teeth and mouth thing, but he's a lot more regal now, which yeah. I really love. Agreed. Yeah. And I like how just... I forgot what I want to say. <laughs> but I like something about this book. <laughs> <laughs> like a thing or two. Yeah. No, but I, I, I don't know what I'm going to say. Um, I like how Donny Cates kind of ties all his books into one thing. Mm. Like, this ties into his Guardians run at the moment. This ties into his Venom run. Mm. And this ties into, like, Cosmic Ghost Rider. Like, there's just... Everything's kind of interconnected. And I think it's just a really unique kind of vision that Marvel has at the moment. Mm. Yeah. Donny's great. Yeah. We're big Donny Donny Cates. We are big Donny Cates. Um, yeah, we will read anything. If Donny Cates has name on it, there's there's a good chance we'll probably read it. One of us, yeah. at least one of us, will read it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, highly recommend uh, tracking down those first two issues. They're only two issues, so get on it if you haven't read it yet. I think yeah. it's pretty beginner friendly as well. Yeah. There's some stuff at the beginning of the first issue which you could be a little bit confused on, but it's just because it ties into other issues. But after that, it's pretty much yeah. pretty beginner friendly. I, I feel. Yeah. Um. There is one other thing that I have to say. I have to say for some of the viewers, it wasn't really a problem for me or Jordan, but um, a problem a problem that some people might have is they might have a bit of trouble adjusting to the art style. Yeah. Like right. As as we said, 
We both love the art style, but mm-hmm. even I did. Ta- it did take a bit of getting used to when I first picked up. When I first, I think, read the first I think issue. even if you don't love it, I think you can you can appreciate yeah. it because yeah. there's a lot of detail and just it's very fluid and yeah. unique. It's it's um it's it, yeah. for sure. It's very stretchy, if you will. Yeah, like, but in a in the it's best good. way possible. Yeah, it's weird to describe it. Yeah, um, I also read the first issue of Loki, uh, which is by Daniel Cable Smith and Oscar Baz Basil Basildva. Again, butchering everyone's names. Yeah. But yeah, this was... This is pretty good. I didn't love it. I think the art isn't... I mean, the art, the art's pretty good, but it's not groundbreaking in my eyes. Mm. I think in most arts are groundbreaking, but it's, it's pretty good. I enjoy the concept of it, as Loki is kind of just now... He's ruling Jotunheim. He's kind of the, the king of the frost giants and stuff. And I enjoy his interactions with Thor and Thor trying to kind of be this new king because he's the king of Asgard now he's the old father and he's trying to teach his his kind of foolish brother to be the king of Asgard as well yeah not Asgard as well king of Jotunheim sorry yeah and I think that's a that's a fun concept going forward but I think there's just something I don't know what it was it's something about this actually didn't it wasn't I don't know it, I wasn't super sucked into it yeah. something about it was just a little bit off but I will I'll give it like another issue or two uh, because I love Loki, and I love all these Thor books, so why the heck not? Mm. Alright, I think that's pretty much all of this, the single issues I read this week, but yeah. you read a big, massive yeah, book that I, I lent to you. Book. So I'm a big fan of the comic book the, the Goon by Eric Powell, which is one of my favourite comics of all time. It's just, like, I like to think of it as like a mix of Popeye and like Hellboy yeah Hellboy and just like it's just got all these weird crazy just influences to make this really yeah. u- unique unique book so I uh, he recently put out uh, Omnibus of mm. like all the early all early stuff which I lent to Caleb yeah and he will now tell you what he thought alright <laughs> I wasn't a goon fan before this mm-hmm. but I'm definitely a goon fan now Hooray! I thought this was I thought this was a stellar <laughs> yeah. series it's I, really great Look, here's the thing. The thing with the goon is, um, and a lot of other series, like uh, a series that I've read a little bit on, uh, Fair Lady, mm-hmm. um, do this really well. And they don't have the deepest characters. They don't have very deep characters, but they're very memorable and quirky. Yep. And they stick in your head. Mm-hmm. But what these series excel at is just this world building that they yeah, do. Yeah, right. Like with with the goon, they've got all these different. They've got all these different locations that they're regulars at, and it blows my mind how well they just cement these into your mind. Yeah, it's like and describe them. The world is very vibrant and yeah. lively, even though it's kind of dead, which I think is kind of it's just yeah. He does yeah. a really good job of kind of building this world. Yeah, and you've got places like Norton's Pub and all that. Yeah, yeah. You got places like Lonely Street, mm-hmm. where like if you saw a picture of it, you could be like, oh, that's Norton's Pub, or that's Lonely Street, and. You've got all these amazing side characters that make it feel so much more alive. Mm-hmm. Like, it like actually, Spider. Yes, yeah, Spider. I loved Spider. <laughs> Dude, there's um, just like a talking spider who yeah. like, is just the worst and he gets bullied all the time for no yeah. reason. It's never explained why he's a spider. But it never needs to be. It's yeah. just that kind of comic. Yeah. Um, and it, it honestly feels like he's based off a town or something. Yeah. That's how realistic and like... Well, not realistic, yeah. but you know how lively it feels. Yeah, it's yeah. like you don't. If if spider came out of nowhere, you'd be like, "Oh, and the spiders, spiders in town," or if like someone like um, 
oh, like the buzzard or something showed up, you'd be like, oh, I guess the buzzard's here as well. Yeah. Because it feels like a town where people live there, mm-hmm. and it, it feels very real. Yeah. It's, it's too real. Too it real. It gets a little too wow. real. Because uh, <laughs> I remember I went, to a, I went to a pub once, and there was a giant spider there, and it scared, really? scared me a little. What was it doing? It, scared, it was uh, just crawling up the wall, and oh. I just stared at it, and I went to the bartender, and I whispered, hey, uh, there's a giant spider on the wall and it was it was it wasn't a giant spider it was a big spider like big for a spider so you lied yeah I, I didn't lie <laughs> it's shut up uh, <laughs> but um yeah I, I love the series um I do have to give a little bit of a warning though um if you are easily offended um by dark themes or jokes about dark things it's a very yeah, it's a, yeah it's this is dark this comedy is not the series is, for you it yeah. is not a very PC book per se I, th- I think it's un-PC. I, oh, yeah. I think it's just very... Everyone is kind of just the worst. Like, yeah. it's a world where everyone, like, it's just... If, like, the main characters just kill people, just, like, nobody's yeah. business, and it's kicking children they around. They people and yeah. all that. Um, but, yeah, there, there were a few um, moments where I just thought, oh, wow, we don't see that in many comics today. Um, <laughs> Probably for reason. Yeah, but, like, yeah. But I do feel like the dark stuff does complement the world that they're in. Yeah, It's a grimy, gross place. Yeah. And um, the goon is a cool character. He's actually got a surprisingly sad backstory, which mm-hmm. I'm probably not going to spoil here. Oh, yeah. I think you should There's a great twist a couple couple of years oh, in, yeah. which is one of my favorite comic book twists. Oh yeah, that is, yeah, I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, um, that was great. Yeah, I guess you could, I guess you could say it rocks. Yeah, it rocks. I guess you could say that. That's a joke four people will get. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it's um. I think, yeah, it, that, the Omnibus is pricey, but it's a great jump on point, obviously. But if you want to kind of a more cheap alternative, they recently um, started up The Goon again with uh, a new ongoing series that we started with issue one. I think it's yeah. three issues in now. Mm. Super accessible. You can just jump in and, and fully understand. And that's my yeah, favorite book. And it's pretty much exactly the same. Yeah, like, it the is. The tone's exactly the same. The art's... The art, the art shifts a lot throughout the goon. So, mm-hmm. but I think I really like the art style they've got at the moment. Yep. it's very painting. Yeah, that's the most. That's when you see the most time. Yeah. yeah, that's the one you see a lot of the time, and um, it's it's funny. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a funny book. It's one of the funniest comics I've ever read. Yeah, it's really good. Um, if you're a fan of Hellboy or old cartoons or yep, pulpy kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, pulpy stuff. It's very pulpy. Yeah. yeah. Um, I definitely recommend this you will have a great time mm-hmm. if you're a fan of gangster stuff like gangster movies and all yeah. I highly recommend it I remember um the director of the movie which is about to be coming out at some point oh yeah is um said it was like Goodfellas meets Army of Darkness oh heck yeah which is pretty which is pretty accurate I feel and I love both of those movies that me too have you seen Goodfellas oh actually no I haven't seen Goodfellas oh you monster <laughs> <laughs> but I love Army of Darkness yeah We've both seen Army of Darkness, and that's the thing we're going to read on here. Yes. So, All right. final thing we're talking about. I've been reading Judge Dredd, The Curse of the Earth. I see an evil Uncensored. Ronald McDonald. It is. So this was um, censored and banned from Britain and stuff. Wow. Yeah, because it's basically like this kind of critique of McDonald's and commercialism and all this stuff. So like, they, like McDonald's are like, we don't want this... Like, the cover is literally like... <laughs> it's an, an literally evil, McDonald's. It's literally evil Ronald McDonald. But yeah, it's it's really <laughs> great. I'm not. I know enough about series of 2000 AD, but I wanted to get into it for a while. Yeah. So this has been my jumping on point with Cursed Earth. So basically, there's this breakout in Mega City Two, which if you don't know, there's basically been some and the, the Judge Dredd law. There's been some big, massive apocalyptic war or whatever. 
So now everyone has to live in these big mega cities, and Judge Dredd is one of the judges in Mega City One, and their job is basically they're the police force, and they can they basically judge jury and executioner. Yeah. And Dredd is like the best of them all, and he's transporting this um this cure for this virus over to Mega City Two, and he's having to go across the cursed Earth, which is basically this massive big wasteland, and he's encountering all these crazy things like this this like like robot vampires and stuff. Like, this is one of my favourite <laughs> favorite panels in this. Yeah. Drock it. The hillbillies are going to kill the last president of the United States. <laughs> they think it's a vampire. I swear, every <laughs> panel, every panel of this comic looks like a heavy metal cover. Yeah, pretty much. It's it's very, yeah, like, the art's really great. It's, it's like, if you're not, if you're not used to British comics, like, I, I, I'm not used to British comics. This, it's a bit of an adjustment. Yeah. Like, rather than, like, big monthly issues, it's more of, like, an anthology kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, it, but I'm really digging it. I'm really enjoying it. I'm going to probably give more of it, give more information on my thoughts of it when I finish it, because I'm probably, like, halfway through or something now. But, yeah, no. Um, I recommend that so far. Really great. Yeah. I think that's... I think that's it. It's a show. Yeah. Um, okay. Thanks for listening once again. Let's yep. ramble about uh, movies and actually comic books this time. Oh, wow. Yeah, no. Feels weird. Who would have thought... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> My mouth feels weird after seeing comic books on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, so you know, you know, close it out. All right. Here's a little parting message for uh, everyone who's listening. Um, thank you so much for listening from the bottom of our hearts. It does really mean a lot. Even if a few people listened, would keep doing this just for you guys. You guys have been amazing. The feedback has been amazing, and we've been really flattered. You're breathtaking. You're breathtaking. Okay. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's gonna date this yeah but um, but seriously in all honesty we're gonna probably keep putting these out for a while yep and we're just gonna keep entertaining you guys if you've got any suggestions just um, comment on the um, on the great podcasting mates yeah sure uh, Facebook page huh. Facebook group I mean have to that's just I mean, you a group that we're both or leave a comment on um Pod, Podbean? I don't know if you can leave comments. You can. I'm pretty sure you can. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this will be on iTunes at some point, though. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, that's the thing. Um, people ask if this is going to be on iTunes or Spotify. Yes, you just need to put out three episodes, and then you can go on those platforms. Yeah. yeah. Um, and just one last thing. One last thing. Go out there. Go, go say hi to your parents or your guardians or whatever, because <laughs> you never know... When you're gonna drag them down an alleyway, and you might, they might, they might get shot. You know, it's a very, it's a very real possibility. They might Jeez. get shot, and you might have to avenge their death. And you know what? You just want to enjoy them before you have to oh. avenge their death. Because I've had to avenge my parents' death for a long time now. And trust me, it's 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 a full time job. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. Um, so what a great way to close out the episode. So everyone, go hug your parents and have a good night, or day, or afternoon. We can stop now. Okay.